Is it on? Your attention, please. Can you help us find this man? William Ferguson is a 32-year-old Caucasian, six feet four inches tall, brown hair, closely cropped beard. It is believed Dr. Ferguson has information crucial to a police investigation. They can hear a cloud pass overhead. They can hear your heartbeat and the rhythm of your blood. They can track you by yesterday's shadow. They can see what you do before you do it. They can tear the scream from your throat. They can give pain beyond imagination. Wolfen, there is no defense. I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Welcome to Prattle World. I am your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to Secret Ball Stories, where I invite guests to count down a personal top five list in high-fidelity fashion. And we have got the one you have been waiting for. The shaggiest of top fives, the most hissute of top fives. We are talking our top five werewolf movies or films. Oh, oh, werewolves the, of London. That was the worst werewolf I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it sounds like you stubbed your toe, Dennis. I'm, I'm only a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> you're a young, you're a young bop. You are, you are at the at the ripe old age of thirty, fifty, forty, yes, one hundred and twelve like years old. I feel, I feel old. like that today. You're ancient. You're cursed. I am burdened with this life. Very tired. Much like a werewolf. But we are here to talk top five werewolf movies. Uh, this has been one in the planning. You, many of you have seen my research that I've been posting as well just before Christmas. So we are here to finally do it. But we're not going to talk the more obvious ones. No. We're not going to talk your American werewolf in London. Nope. Your ginger snaps, your dog soldiers, your howlings. Um, we're going to talk some more on the... You know you know how we do it here. We We go a bit deeper. We do a bit more research. We dig up those obscure gems. And to be fair... There's a lot of shit werewolves <laughs> m- movies out there, and I- I've watched some of them. Mm. And Dennis has probably watched more than me. Yeah, yeah, there are some shit. There are some really bad ones. Did you did you come across any during your research? Oh, loads. Too many to mention. <laughs> it's really it's really upsetting because you know movies seem to get the vampire stuff quite well. Yeah, pretty good. You yeah. know, and a werewolf isn't that much different. A bit no. a bit of fur, and you you know yeah. the squirt a pack of a bun, and you're ready to go. It does it does seem to be the main. I think the main issue is obviously the effects, either yeah. special or practical. That seems to be the one main key element that because again like there's a lot of werewolf films where you only see a werewolf for a brief minute right at the end like they've kept you all this all this time like you better show me this werewolf that's in the title howling two three, <laughs> they're just all they're just all and it's just like oh that was disappointing um you know but i think that's the main issue is that can you afford the practical or the special effects to well, make if, it if you can't you shouldn't start it 
Absolutely, I agree. I agree. If you don't think you can do it well, don't fucking bother. Don't do it. Don't even bother. But uh, we have picked out some really, really fun ones, and I have got probably the most comments I've had from listeners about any subject I've ever done. I think we've got seven or eight comments on people's top five werewolf films. Because lichens aren't something what people do a lot of, werewolf movies. Yeah, you can either like them or like... Not, not like, like them. them like you're can, such like, a like, dick. You're a like cunt, you are. <gasps> <laughs> How dare you. Shut up. Happy New Year, Dennis. Uh, Happy New Year, Dennis. <laughs> this, is, this is the first podcast of 2022. Yeah. This, is, this is literally New Year's Day. Uh, Dennis was, <laughs> me and Dennis were supposed to hang out last night on New Year's Eve, but just didn't occur. It didn't happen, but it's come by today, and I thought, well, we're here. We've done the research. We're ready. Fuck it. Let's just fucking go for it. Let's go Do for it. it. So, Dennis, when it yes. comes to werewolf films, you're obviously a big fan. We talked about Werewolf by Night and other yep. various werewolf-adjacent stuff. Um, yes. I've covered Ginger Snaps uh, with some friends as well on the podcast. But what is it about werewolf movies, like movies, like anthropic movies, that really grab you and, and make you enjoy them? I like the kind of dual personality type thing. Because not all of them... Quite a lot of them embrace the the werewolf <laughs> side. Some people don't. No, um, I like. Do you embrace yours? I try to. Yeah, you can't. E- you can't help for shit though. E- every Thursday. Every Thursday. <laughs> when the moon is full. When the moon is full, and I put my high heel shoes on. Anyway, um, and I also I like I like transformation. It done well. The the good stories, hmm. and there are a lot of them which have done well. Hmm. And there's a lot of interpretations of them as well. Like with vampires, basically there are teeth. Sexy, you know, mm. I'm better than you, kind of long-haired, beautiful, mm. bit like myself. Shining you know? shine the sun. Yeah, shining the sun. With werewolves, there's this animal side, I think. Mm. You know, there's always that kind of... Rah. Unpredictability. Yeah. I, I always see it as kind of like that's man's inner savageness comes comes out in that form it's like like we all have to can, kind of rein in the beast i know i know you do a lot of when you have conversations with people you don't particularly like you have to kind of rein that that beast right in and i know you know there's times where i've i've had to do it and go no i would like to do it and you know you could even imagine stuff and and play that in your mind like what if i just punched my interviewer in the face today what would what would happen um not i don't particularly not like him but you know, why not? What if? Exactly. And I, I also think with the werewolf movies, like you just touched on, they're either good or absolutely shite. Garbage, yeah. Like even even really poor vampire movies, they kind of can pull yeah. it off because of the effects. And well, you just need to be a bit pale and have pointed yeah. teeth, don't you? That's yeah, easy, which is it's easy enough to do. the Hall of Manchester. <laughs> true, that so, is true. Pale yeah. complexion. <laughs> Oldham. <laughs> almost blue there, aren't they? <laughs> Grey. It's yeah. a grey, grey field of people. Yeah. Uh, it's exactly. like Dawn of the Dead over there. There's no problem Spe- especially, especially in that, that shopping centre, your comic shop, you yeah, see yeah. right next to it. That, that, that was more kind of webbed feet, though. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that was more kind of Gilman. It, it was kind of like, it's, it's like, it was like that scene in Robocop, where you're like, kill me, kill me. It's like that in Oldham. So that's the only reason I used to go, is just to see you. Any, any other reason to go to Oldham? Uh, no offence to Oldham, but no. <laughs> I, I can't add anything. Yeah, you can't defend it. No, can't add anything. no. It's, I, I, I remember trying to defend Rochdale once when someone Oof. came in. I was like, you know yeah. what? I can't be yeah. asked. 
Yeah, it's too much effort. It's like the same of the two sides of the same coin, isn't it? <laughs> you know. But anyway, anyway, we we do digress. <clears throat> but yeah, so I, I I've always liked I've always loved the practical effects in in werewolf movies from eighties, nineties, and even up to like Underworld and things like that. Mm. I've always really dug that. Uh, I like all the different variations of the werewolf design. Like I like some kind of the hairless ones, some of the more skinny and more kind of wheat looking ones, and the massive hulking bruises you get as well. Like the howling's got those big pointy ears. I love. Um, there's all there's so much to enjoy about a good design, be it CGI, be it practical. And the very minimal ones as well. Yeah, some know. of the minimal ones really work, and I think we're gonna we're gonna touch on that as yeah. well in some of our choices. Um, but yeah, I, I I've always enjoyed the idea and the aspect and the that playing. Like I, I always like the idea that they slowly the mind is slowly kind of degrading. Um, like either out of the pressure and the that was our main issue with Werewolf by Night was that yeah. it didn't feel like a curse, no. or he didn't ca- he didn't carry it um, that burden like it is he a burden. He didn't give a shit. He didn't give two shits. <laughs> he was well, like well, he was well, like let's go to a ski resort and ab- <laughs> accidentally almost kill a child. Anyway, it's fine. Werewolf by Night. Woo. It's fine. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I need to feel like it's a burden and that they're lose either losing their minds because of the burden and it's just making them go psychotic, or that the wolf is taking over. Like, or oh, they're enjoying it. Yeah. Or oh, they're getting, yeah, they're getting yeah, a thrill out of yeah. it. The hunt the and the strength, the yeah, power. Yeah, the, the being able to lick your own balls. I mean, that that's yeah. that's handy. That is handy. And mm. you know, run at top speeds and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, I love that. But I think it is time, anyway, to get started, Dennis. We've talked okay. about enough stuff, so I'd like you to go first. So, oh. what is number five of your <laughs> top five werewolf movies? It will be Werewolf of London. Oh. So this is 1935. Mm-hmm. It's not the first werewolf kind of movie. No. There were a few silent ones, a few lost movies. Mm. Um, but for me, it's kind of the first werewolf movie mm. because you have um, prosthetics on the face. You have um, a single shot change in it. The story is really poor. And he wears a coat and hat, which I absolutely love. <laughs> so the basic the basic premise of of, of the movie is um, the guy's into plants, um, goes to Tibet to find this plant that um, only grows in moonlight, hmm. which, which I quite like, quite okay. kind of concept. Yeah, a bit different. And he's while he's there, he's bitten by some strange something. Hmm. It's not a wolf. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't exactly, exactly explain what it is. No. So he comes back to London, um, throws these parties, talks about plants, and one of the professors who was over at Tibet comes and warns him, you know, you will, on the night of the moon, grow fangs, lick your balls, just after women. And he's like, don't be silly. Hmm. It'd be absolutely fine. (laughs) It'll be fine. Now, this movie is only 72 minutes long. Okay. It's really strange because the first 20 minutes is quite slow. It's really, it's it's character driven. Mm. Also because the effects are magnificent. And even though I do love the single shot, which I'll talk about in a second, mm. it's very much, you get to know all the characters very well. You know, the, the kind of um, why they're doing what they're doing, um, love interests, what this professor, I'm not giving too much because I want people no. to watch it. Yeah, sure. What the professor's kind of into. I imagine it's on YouTube probably, one of these or um They've been so old, maybe. I bought it. Okay. Yeah. Um, And also, it's kind of, it's a universal movie, but it's not kind of put in with the universal monsters. Okay. Um, Which I think is a bit of a shame, because you obviously have the Lon Chaney, Mm. I think it was um, 1940s when he he 
was the Wolfman. Mm. But it has the same similar tropes. What we believe now to be kind of our werewolf kind of law came from Werewolf of London and the Wolfman. Yeah. You know, um, the classic werewolf tropes, the classic werewolf character, the myth, the legend, the yeah. wolfsbane, the silver, all that sort of stuff. The um, bite. Yeah. And it, it I, the, the transformation, you know, bearing in mind this is the 30s, basically he's walking down changing. And it, it, as he walks past a post, more fur, hmm. teeth. And it's very minimalistic. If you, if you think of Jack Nicholson in Wolf. Sure. It's very much like that. So you see his features. Which is good because you can. He is fighting against it a little bit as well. Mm. He, he wants to kind of. He likes it, but doesn't. Mm. But the, the 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 hunger that he needs. So, for him for him to go out and blend in, he puts a a, a cape on, and um, a hat and goes out into London. Mm. Um, it almost sounds a bit more like a, a Jekyll and Hyde type film, like yeah, again I, giving into that bestial side yeah and but then still but still dressing like a gentleman yeah and he talks in it as well yeah it's it's kind of a bit like beauty and the beast and kong again you know okay. true love hmm. same same as in wolfman hmm. it is true love that will eventually bring the downfall of the beast hmm. like the, the special effects are done by um jack pierce hmm. who's basically universal oh, the guy yeah he was the guy yeah he, he did frankenstein hmm. wolfman all did them all and you can see how he how he changes the what the style of the wolf as he goes through to Wolfman, sure, and it, it is a short movie, hmm. you know, and it's 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 it, I think it's beautifully shot. I'm not sure whether it was actually filmed in London or a back lot somewhere because I'm pretty sure a lot of the stages shake when I mean, the shutting right, doors and okay. things. So I'm not sure. I, did, I I didn't do my research good enough. I do apologize. My my flat does that anyway. If you close the doors too too hard, so <laughs> we're at the, I'm at the top of the building, so it's a bit wobbly here. But as from like a a, a, a the first. I would say the first real man wolf, wolf, wolf yeah. man. I think it's an, an absolute triumph, and I think it's a shame that it's not her- heralded more. Yeah, and put in with Wolfman. Yeah, you know, it's strange that it seems to be to be left out. Obviously, the classic Universal monsters cycle because it did have a couple of cycles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that is included. I've seen it, and I've seen the Wolfman. I've not seen Werewolf London, which I would like to give a go. Um, but I, it sounds like it, it's it sounds like it's not the classic version of that people would like gravitate towards. Not the torn clothes. There's not the no. There's not that kind of aspect to it. Like I said, it does sound like a Jekyll and Hyde movie. It's, yeah, it's very much. So. He's very much a very intelligent man. You mm. know, he's he's trying to breed these plants. Yeah, the the plants. I don't want to give too much away, but they're yeah. actually the reason why he's the way he is as yeah. well. So yeah. he, he wants to get the plants to kind mm. of cure him. Okay. Um, but I, I love it. Yeah. I think, and and uh, you see the wolf a lot mm. in it. You know, he, yeah. he, they don't hide away from it, even though the effects aren't great. Yeah. And I imagine, you know, sitting in the cinema in the 1930s and seeing this transformation, similar to like the Jekyll and Hyde yeah. transformation. And, Must have been amazing. Yeah, lots of other things. But it's, it's very, it also lands into kind of the same sort of stuff as the... Um, um, Jekyll and Hyde hmm. um, and other various Universal movies that aren't really kind of renowned. Hmm. You know, even, like, you know, you've got Phantom of the Opera, which is classed as a Universal movie, hmm. which came out before this one. It's a silent one. Yeah, yeah. which is which is weird. I don't know whether hmm. they... I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, I like it. It's a short movie. It's black and white, and I would I would encourage people to watch it just just so you can see the makeup and say, hmm. "Oh look, Jack Nicholson copied that later on." 
Yeah, well, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty much the same. Yeah, it's, it's very minimal. I think, like you said, I think you've said it off the recording that you don't you don't want to lose your actor in all that makeup. Sometimes, like as good as it is, yeah. you still want that. You still need the eyes to tell the story and the facial expressions and everything. And if you just slop on a load of crap, then you can lose that performance. And you're very much in the genre as well of of the first talkies. You know, you're still so you're still getting that overacting, like mm. we had in Dracula, yeah, and the things theatrical, like that. Yeah. yeah. And if you cover the guy in makeup, you're going to lose, yeah, that those expressions, absolutely. Yeah. And even even this bit of sadness behind the eyes, which mm. you wouldn't get otherwise. Yeah. So you need that so we can do the acting yeah. through it. I, I always, and again, that's another thing I want with a werewolf film. I want that inherent tragedy, the curse, and everything to come through. You know, like for me, like the perfect Hulk film is the is the Edward Norton film. I know a lot of people don't like it; it's not really well received, but it does everything I want a Hulk film to yeah. do. It has everything in it. The, the my favorite interpretation of that character is within that film. Um, but yeah, I absolutely agree. I think historically this seems to be a very significant film and a very important film in this whole genre. Yeah, like, like it's not it's not the first werewolf movie. There are a few. Yeah. Um, there are a few silent ones, a couple mm. of lost ones, mm. and there's a couple which are called werewolf movies, but they're really pretty much a man thinking he's a wolf and going insane. Yeah, there was, a, there was a few of those in my research that I was yeah. like, well, that doesn't actually um, count. A couple of French ones. But this, this to me, is the first, for me, man-wolf, werewolf. You know, he stands on his two feet. He's got his little paws and this and the other. And a jacket. <laughs> and a stylish jacket. You need his... Need Best a, dressed werewolf yeah. award goes like, to... Um, Sherlock Holmes, like a little cape yeah. type jacket. Yeah. Top hat, yeah. tails. It, it, it's great. Cane, no, I, lovely little cane. And, you know, we, we did say at the beginning we're going to highlight movies that people perhaps haven't seen. I don't hmm. think many people have seen this one. No, again, I think you're, you're right. I think everyone goes back to the Lon Chaney... Yeah. Goes back to Lon Chaney Jr., sorry. Uh, goes back to The Wolfman. Because, again, I haven't seen this. I've seen the Lon Chaney one, but even then, that was quite recently. Um, but, yeah, no, I agree. Great choice, I think, historically, like you said. Very important, and people should go out and watch it. And I will as well. And it pre-takes Dracula by, I think it's three years. There you go. Screw you, Dracula. Yeah. Wolf, wolf Screw boy. Screw you, Bella Lugosi. Yeah, Bella Lugosi. Who, are you? Who do you think you are? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't even have fangs. You weren't even the Spanish version of that film. You were rubbish. There were no nipples. <laughs> there was no nipples. <laughs> right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead quite some time with my number five. Uh, my number five is Wildling from 2018, uh, written and directed by Fritz Bohm and uh, Florian Eder, starring Brad Dourif and Liv Tyler. I covered Ginger Snaps recently in the last couple of years for Halloween. Uh, I absolutely love Ginger Snaps. I think it's great. I think it marries the the kind of she-wolf, female werewolf idea with the growing and becoming of a young woman, obviously, you know, the puberty in that, that respect. And this film kind of has a very similar idea. Brad Dourif is a wildling hunter, so there's this race of kind of werewolves that he hunts and kills. He manages to kill the last one, however... He finds a little infant baby, a uh, wildling, and instead of killing it, adopts it and tries to raise it as his own daughter. So he locks her away in this room, chains her up, um, tells her bedtime stories about the wildlings and the history and, and without actually telling her that she is one. And eventually she starts to mature into her teenage years and he starts giving her these injections to basically slow down her maturity, to stop her from gaining all her abilities and transforming into a wildling. 
he gets he starts she starts to basically die because of these injections and he feels guilty he feels horrible shoots himself in the head and the police find her she's still alive they save her they realize what's been going on they're not sure why it's been going on but they they're aware uh, Brad Dourif is in the hospital with a hole in his head but he is alive um, and she is basically adopted by Liv Tyler's policewoman character and she starts to, to ha- try and well, she's never been to the outside world, so this is a whole new world for her. It's scary. It's, you know, all the obstacles and problems she faces as a young teenage girl somewhat relate to the whole lycanthropy thing as well. So she's, you know, growing hair in strange places. She's having periods that she wasn't wasn't previously having. She has to have all that explained to her. She has feelings for boys. She, you know, has a good sense of smell. Her teeth start falling out. <laughs> and then these big sharp spiker ones come through. The canines come through. But she's dealing with, like, uh, bitchy girls at high school. She's dealing with potential rapists, uh, teenage boys and stuff. And it's basically like an accelerated kind of... It's all the growth is accelerated. because it's like a, she's, a growth coming-of-age story. Yeah, it's like a growth spurt. But it's like a coming-of-age uh, story on steroids. And it just goes... It's like within a few months, she's like almost like you know a fully-fledged woman wildling uh, going on. Um, the performances are really good. Brad Dourif is great in it, as usual. Liv Tyler is really good as well. And this mothering policewoman figure who is like you know, finds out that she's murdered someone, like, accidentally because he, he tried to rape her and she's just gone and killed him. And kind of the story goes on from there. I don't want to spoil it too much, but there's some great action, some great grounded performances. And the main girl, whose name is uh, Belle Powley, she is fantastic. And she's got these big, expressive, beautiful blue eyes and you feel so sorry for her, but then you're also like a little bit afraid of her because she's releasing her like this womanhood is is coming home to roost, and it's it com- sounds like the relationship I've had in my life. <laughs> I love her, but, but I'm, I'm also very scared of her. Um, but no, it's really good. It's a really nice story. Um, it's kind of a bit more kind of PG thirteen esque, and I can think it's aged at more kind of teenagers and stuff. I don't. I think it's more like a 15, maybe. I, d- I think the violence is just enough where you can probably get away with it. But it's a really nice story. The uh, Belle Powley, who was playing the main character, is actually a vegetarian. But on screen, she eats all the raw meat and stuff, and it's like gets really stuck in. Uh, and I got it. You've got to respect that as in the form of you know an actor doing that kind of role, doing that kind of you know. I guess, method acting, if you want to put it that way, even though I'm not really a fan of method acting. You know, fair play to her. But it's got a lot of action in, it's got a lot of horror elements, a lot of kind of nature and kind of teenage high school elements and coming-of-age story, like you said. Um, But I really enjoyed it, bloody loved it, loved the actors in it. And I think the younger actors are supported by the more kind of experienced actors. I think it balances really well. Um, Yeah, great, great fun, great story. Um, and again, it's it's not necessarily Ginger Snaps, but if you if you like that kind of story, this is a film that I think you might get something out of. If you don't fully enjoy it, or if there's something that's not quite, it's not Ginger Snaps. It never will be. Yeah. But if you're looking for that kind of story, this is the one for you. So check out 2018's The Wildling. The Wildling, excellent. Yeah. So uh, what's up next for you, Dennis? Well, I'm I'm doing mine in kind of um, date order. Okay. So my next one is 1975. Legend of the Werewolf. Okay. Before I get into this. Oh, here we go. I um, 
I recommended it. You will have heard this because he brings it up all the time. It's definitely been on the podcast. Yes, I, think. I recommended a Hammer movie um, to my good friend um, and my life partner Dan. Mm. Yes, um, about um, Curse of the Werewolf. <laughs> Curse the Werewolf. Unknowing to me that what I really meant to say was Legend of the Werewolf. Oh no, a similarly titled werewolf film. I don't know how you manage that. <laughs> this one is is considerably better. Considerably better. Okay, Got good. Peter Cushion in it. Uh, good start. Off to um, a good start. And it's it's filmed by um, a little known company. I think it's Ty, Ty, Ty Burn Films. Okay. Who wanted to make movies in the model of Hammer. See? That's how I got mixed. Right. Okay. okay. It's got Cushing in it. They're doing yeah. it in the style of Hammer. It's I also, get it. It's also written by the same person who wrote Curse of the Werewolf. No way. Yes. <laughs> so. And even the wolf looks the same, doesn't it? It looks similar. It's, it's, it's very blonde, similar. It's white, um, white wolf. wolf. And it also has a similar kind of, like, lore around it. Hmm. Basically, um... Um, a family in Romania have a little baby. On Christmas Eve, ah. the family are slaughtered by a pack of wolves. Because apparently Christmas Eve is when the wolves are most, um, I don't know, hungry. Yeah. Um, but they don't kill the child. Mm. They look after the child. Like a Romulus and Remus type thing. The child becomes a wild child. Mm. A wildling. <laughs> Could be. And gets picked up by like a traveling carnival um as you do as you do yeah you know like with the freak show type yeah thing. beaded yeah. watch i yeah. not use the word freak oh i'm sorry well that's what they were old that's what they called in the olden days we wouldn't have them now okay but. freak show okay um and he grows grows up while he's you yeah. know in this freak show obviously he's called the wolf boy of course and then um as he gets older is is werewolf side starts coming out as much as I like this movie, <laughs> I don't know how being brought up by a pack of wolves turned you into a werewolf. Well, I, I remember the Curse of the Werewolf. They did have the whole, if you're born on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, that that is what makes you a werewolf. That was his. That was the conceit of that film. So yeah. I don't know if maybe he's carried it over uh, a little bit. Maybe. The main character, um, I can't pronounce his name because it's Romanian stroke French. Um, that guy. Yeah. He, they go to France. Mm-hmm. Oh, but they get to France. He's turns into a wolf mm-hmm. and and kills one of the traveling circusy type people. Yeah, true. But you don't see the wolf a lot in this. It's it's a lot of his POV, and it's in red. So whenever whenever ah. it's through the wolf's eyes, everything's red, which I quite like. I think mm. it's quite stylish. So when he when he when they go end up in Paris, the the young man. Hmm. Young man, young man, young man falls in love with uh, Christine, mm-hmm. who's um, an erotic dancer, come um, lady of the night, sex worker. <laughs> you, had to, you had to put come in there, didn't you? As well, yeah. you well I didn't call her a prostitute. I called her a sex worker. Oh, you're so you're so politically know, correct, Dennis. I'm great, man. Not I, me, not like me. My freak shows. I, I, I get warned <laughs> all the time that I need to watch what I'm saying. Um, not by me. <laughs> no, not by you. Um, so this this kind of he, he doesn't know that she's a lady of the night sort okay, of cool. stuff, and um, he witnesses this this guy with right. her oh. in the brothel, and he okay. goes mad, breaks through, and does all that stuff. Okay, and then the movie then starts moving faster. Unlike Curse of the Werewolf, where it doesn't ever move faster, right? Apart from like two minutes at the end, <laughs> yeah. Um, but all intents and purposes, it's a Hammer movie. You know, it's got the same art direction, same art director, same writer, 
a, um, a, a director who had worked on Hammer movies. You have Peter Cushing in there. You have a lot of the, the, the same... What does is, what is Peter Cushing, what is his role? I'll get to that in a second. Oh, oh sorry, okay. Um, so it, it it's shot like Hammer movie. You've got those kind of dark streets with like all the all the mist and mm. things. Peter Cushing's role in it, he's not a policeman. Okay. He's a pathologist. Mm. And he puts together the, the, the victims with animal attacks. So the, the, the guy's now living in a zoo, which mm. has a little trapdoor so he can get rid of it. Gets mm. on really well with the wolves. <laughs> but Peter Cushing's kind of character is like trying to convince the police that it's an animal attack. And they go, there's no way an animal this strong. We don't have wolves in, in mm. Paris or France or wherever they are anymore. We don't do that. We don't, he goes, no, it is. And he gets his skull out and says, look, bite marks the same. Mm. Anyway, shows the teeth and no one believes him. So Mr. Cushing takes upon himself to um, make him make some silver bullets. Oh, okay. He works out that how the wolf is moving around is through the sewer system. Ah. Which, again, is quite cool. Mm. I quite like that. Mm. And there is a a really nice scene between Cushing and the wolf where Cushing's trying to reason with him and talk to him. Mm. And And, again, a bit like what we said before, you see a little bit of the kind of sadness yeah. in the wolf. Because as much as he's got more makeup on, you still see the eyes, you've still got a bit of hum- human there mm. around, and you see the sadness, but the wildness takes over. It, it comes to an inevitable end. Mm. But I I like it mainly because I think the, the POV aspect of it mm. in 1975 <clears throat> and having it all red mm. gives it a kind of bit more stylish. You know, they've looked at the fact that wolves don't see in colour, so... Red, so that whenever so that distinguishes what you're looking at, wolf, human type yeah. thing. The gore is ramped up really? as well. Yeah, it's like a classic Hammer movie. Throats being ripped out, lots nice. of biting and stuff. So the gore's really good in it. Mm. Um, the wolf design is just basically Oliver Reed. Yeah, it's the same. And, yeah, it's it's, the it's, same. it's basically the same. He even has the white shirt. You know. Yeah, there you yeah. go. But the guy who plays it is much taller. So he's, he looks a bit more of a beastie mm. type thing. It didn't do very well at the cinema. It didn't do very well on video. It found an audience through late night television. That makes sense. And yeah. it's kind of become like a bit of a cult wolf kind of movie. Okay. And from what I've done on my research, a lot of people get confused with the Hammer movie. Yeah. I can see why though, like it, you've said. Yeah, like it's, you've it's said. not even an Abacus, an Abacus movie. It's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's a completely different company. Hmm. Um, bless Peter Cushing. He does look like he's knocking on heaven's door in it. He's very gaunt. He, yeah. He's very old. You know, he's... he's. It wasn't, it wasn't that long past that. Was no. it eight, like mid-80s, early yeah, 80s, I think? Yeah, he was, he was, he was doing, doing the best he can. Yeah, wife was gone at this point, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah, well, that, yeah. you know, died of a broken heart yeah. sort of thing. So um, the effects are good in it. I like... The transformation's a bit, bit odd, hmm. but I'm not going to say why. Yeah, um, but you also get a bit of strength with him as well. You like pull mm. some bars across. He's he's he's, he's like a whole. I, th- I think that's in Curse of the Werewolf as well. Done far better. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure it is. I, I absolutely yeah. believe you because it was not very good. Nice. Because for one, the um, the bars don't do that wobble. <laughs> they did wobble <laughs> when they're doing it. So not not only was there wobbly bars, wobbly acting, wobbly everything. It's in just that wobbly film. everything. But I I I watched this movie when I was probably about ten. Hmm. Um, on a like a marathon with a Halloween like you yeah. stuff that you know of, and it was I loved it. Mm. So it's, it's not Curse of the Werewolf. 
Right. It is it, the legend of the werewolf. Legend. 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 Of, of the werewolf. Wolf. It's not Hammer, so don't yeah. Google Hammer. It's not going to come up. If you Google Beat a Cushion, it will do. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Legend of the Werewolf, it's a far better movie. And I can only apologise to Dan for making him sit through. And so you should. Curse the Werewolf. I didn't even sit through it the second no, time. There you go. There you go. That's how bad it is. <laughs> I turned it It was more of a Marquis de Sade movie, if anything. But yeah, anyway. This, this is stylish. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Hammer pretty much shot that way hmm. it's um the gore is a lot more 1975 so you sure. push the bar a little bit more hmm. but no i i would it's a little known it's it's available widely available for hmm. free now hmm. um give it a watch <laughs> right i will i will definitely do You're that laughing at you. i'm just laughing i'm just laughing at your um your huge mistake that you made and and forced me to watch and i complained about it massively constantly <laughs> Well, now, now we know. Well, now we know that you were already wrong, so it's fine. <laughs> so, my next pick. You're a bastard. <laughs> my next pick again. Felt like I'm, I think I'm going in reverse order for you because I think I'm going most recent to earlier. Um, so the next one is Attack of the Werewolves, also known as uh, De Lobos La Aga or La, La Lobos de Aga. Um, it's also known as Game of Werewolves. It is a Spanish, uh, low-budget Spanish film, and it is basically a kind of werewolf Shaun of the Dead. So he is a... The main character is a young writer who's written one novel, um, and everyone's like, yeah, he wrote one novel. You're not a novelist. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, well, I'll show you. I'm going to go back home to my holiday home. I'm going to start writing the next great Spanish novel. And self-published. Self-published. Yeah, yeah. Um... (laughs) And he goes there and he meets up with some old people. He meets his uncle and stuff. And they're like, oh, welcome back. You know, it's good to see you. Da, da, da. Everyone's very friendly. And he's he's living in this big mansion and stuff that his family owns. His, his uh, publishing agent turns up. He was an absolute, like, loser. And he's like, all right, have you written that book yet? Yeah, I need some money. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, he's got this cute little dog as well as a kind of a sidekick who's amazing in the film. Great little dog actor. And I'm going to talk about that later as well. Um and he finds out eventually that the town has chained up a werewolf and there's a curse that his family has visited upon the town that if it's not cured by a certain point if it's not if he if he is not fed to that werewolf then something worse is going to happen to all the townspeople and it's been going on for like hundreds of years and stuff and and they're like right this is the t- this is the one point in time where we have to have him and feed him to the werewolf and um he meets up with an old friend who's like this kind of lovable kind of uh very much like a nick frost kind of character from Shaun the dead it's like this lovable oaf type thing and he turns up and he's like yeah i knew about it but i didn't think they'd go ahead with it or go through with it there's a great scene where they they find the werewolf and it turns out to be a little child the child has not aged in all these years because of the curse, but when he turns into a werewolf, he turns into a, like an adult werewolf. And the whole the whole way of curing the curse, they're like, well, he needs to eat you, but he doesn't need to eat all of you. <laughs> so, so he's like, they're like, okay, what do you what do you mean? It's like, give us your little finger. 
and for whatever reason they chop off the thing i can't remember exactly but they end up ruining it or the no that's it the dog eats it instead <laughs> that was it the dog eats it instead and keeps eating so they keep chopping off his fingers they chop off like most of his fingers before the end of the film and they're like we need him to eat this finger or it's or everyone's going to kill us anyway because of this curse so they're going to make them make the kid eat you um it's really funny it's got a lot of like dark humor like farcical humor and it all blends together really really well um and you don't lose the threat of the werewolves it's kind of more like a zombie film because yeah what happens spoilers what happens is they don't manage to cure the curse on time and the whole town turns into werewolves and they and it's very rare you'll see a werewolf movie with several werewolves so i, I chose this one because it's funny it's humorous it's you know it's an international film it's very much up my alley i think you'd like it as well dennis a lot i think you get a lot out of it and it's uh, it ends up with all these practical werewolves the whole town is turned to these practical werewolves these red eyes full fur body suits use of cgi is good as well yet minimal and it doesn't take away and it's just so much fun and again you just really you love these characters so much you hope they they make it out and it gets really serious and it just blends really well together the comedy and the horror and i think again even now it's still quite hard to do to blend those two things together uh, but it's a lot of fun there's action there's a lot of kills and bloodshed and um ridiculous kind of conversations and stuff his grandmother comes in and starts running down werewolves and stuff it's just a lot of lot of fun um so that's game of werewolves or attack of the werewolves i rented it on uh, itunes as under attack of the werewolves so uh, i think that's the uk title for it but give it a go it's really funny it's really fun it's got everything you want in a kind of an evil dead style film as well it's a lot it's a big blast and again they don't skimp on the effects they don't skimp on the practical um it's all really really good um so i can't recommend that one enough so attack of the werewolves fabulous yes give it a go you've sold it to me i i, I personally loved it I, I was laughing all the way through so highly highly recommend that one what is your next one dennis well my next one's a, a bit of um a bit of a controversial one. Ooh. so it's 2004 cursed the i like the movie okay okay i'm gonna put that right out straight away it's wes craven I, yeah yeah i like it it's 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 wes craven allegedly um, it was this. This movie was basically in production hell for two years, so <clears throat> they had too much interference from the production, uh, who just happened to be Bob Weinstein. Uh, <clears throat> less said about that, the better. Yeah. Um, the basic premise is there's a, a werewolf in Los Angeles, a family get attacked, someone gets scratched. Hmm. We've had both brother and sister get scratched. May turn into a werewolf. It's written by the writer of Scream. So this is kind of like off the back of the late 90s, early 2000s, kind of like teen TV shows. It's that the cast list is who's who of like Joshua Jackson on it. You know, mm. you've got um, Skeet Urich who was in it, but then caught. You've got Jesse Eisenberg in it. You've got Christina Ricci. Ricci. Um, Ricci. Yeah, Ricci. You've got um, Elizabeth Thingamabobbers from American Pie. Boobies. Uh, uh, Shannon Elizabeth, I think. That's the yeah. one, Shannon Elizabeth. She's in it. So you've got a basic plethora of, of all these teen people. Very much like Scream. Mm-hmm. You know, you can kind of watch. Is it a bit tongue-in-cheek, is it? Well, this is the problem with it. Mm. Wes Craven has gone on record by saying he was he was employed and given a script to do uh, an R movie. He starts to make a horror movie. Yeah. Lots of gore, 
lots of tearing. We had the m- amazing Rick Baker doing the special effects. Yeah. Um, He's the werewolf guy. He is. And then um, Bob. Bob. Bob um, looked at some of the dailies and said it doesn't like it. He wants it more kind of teeny. Right. He wanted a PG-13. Right. And sacked Rob Baker. Rick Baker Rick sacked, Baker. sacked, sacked, sacked Rick. Rick Baker, yeah. Jesus. Um, and then employed three different um, companies to do some CGI. 90% of the movie is shot, but the ending hasn't been shot. So there's three different endings. The ending that is in the movie was not shot by Wes Craven. Right. I don't know who shot it. Never finished it. We think it may... The, the, the kind of thing is it could be the editor who, mm. who shot the ending. Now, the ending is a big slugfest between a wolf and... I'm not going to say I'm not gonna say who's the baddie and who isn't yeah, the baddie. Yeah. Spoiler now. But the, the kind of original premise was that the, the baddie wasn't going to be that bad. It's going to be a tortured sort. Right, okay. I I I think the wolves are great in it. You know, I think I think the effects, the non CGI effects, are great. Hmm. I think you get added points for the fact that one of the werewolves gives um, Jesse Eisenberg the finger, and that's before <laughs> they've seen him as Lex Luthor. Um, I, there's a, there's there's an undertone of sexually transmitted disease. Okay, in yeah, it, yeah, yeah, which again is a bit different, hmm. even though the scratch is part of why brother and sister become werewolf. Mm. There's a character in it who's becoming a werewolf because she had sex with... A bit like Ginger Snaps, yeah. Yeah, so there's an element of that kind of... And mm. it, it's not subtle. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, 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 I, got, a, I got that from the finger. Yeah, the, the, there's, there's, there's a party in it where Maya, some, some singer, is dressed um, as a leopard. And mm. they always talk about, oh, if you go with him, oh, you'd be... You're, hey, you don't... You know, you're mm. gonna you're gonna get something. Yeah. But what they mean is you're gonna get the wolf. Right, ah, I see. So the movie's been released in several different formats. Okay. So I'm 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 talking about the theatrical version. The original. Yeah, which is yeah. the version that most people I think have seen. Okay. Um it has been released in the States unedited. Mm-hmm. It's been released in UK un unedited. Yeah. And it's been released in Japan under a different name with a different cover, hmm. green, um, unedited. But there's still missing massive scenes that Wes Craven um, wow. shot. There's a scene where one of the characters dies in the lift. Right. Um, and Wes Craven describes the scene of blood effuer, head coming off, bits hmm. of arms coming off, wolf eating it, this, that, and the hmm. other. None of that's in it hmm. at all. And it's still not been added into the movie. Mm. And there is a bit of a, a, a kind of horror, Saxon, Zack Snyder, bring back the Wes Craven cut okay. of, of Cursed. Yeah. Now, I like the movie because I like Scream. And I, you know, when I watched this, you know, 2004, 2003, mm. you know, I was still, I, you know, I'm still yeah. young. I still sure. like this sort of stuff. Eye candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there is a bit of gore in it. The wolf, the wolves are great, and you get a werewolf dog. Nice, which which nice. is good. CGI because yeah. Bob that, sacked people. That'll do. That'll do. Um, and it when it was released because it was advertised in Fangora hmm. and as as being this horror movie, they showed production stills of Wes Craven's yeah version. Thing. So so they had all the gore in it and things. When people went to see it, that wasn't there. Yeah. 
So it, it bombed Big Star. I think it, it cost them, I think it was 30, no, 60 million to make and it made back 36. I like it. Hmm. I th- I think it's a good film. I think I think there's obviously you can see there are there are issues. There's, sure. ma- there's massive scenes like pretty much half the cast were cut from it because you had Skeech Urick in it. Yeah. You had Mandy Moore in it, Omar Epps in it, you had Heather Longenkop in it, you had um Corey Feldman in it, all cut. They even filmed these people in scenes. So again, it, it was like the who's who of, of these teen like Dawson's Creek and sure. uh, Party of Five and that kind of stuff. All of them were cut. Some of them were cut by Wes Craven because he was made to put them in. So he'd filmed them and they went, nah, right. it. Okay. But he maintains in all these interviews that he was employed in the script and the screenplay thing was to make an R-rated, an R-rated Scream-esque werewolf movie. Yeah. What came out is not his movie. No. So we didn't like his name put onto it. Now, if you look at it now, released, originally it was Wes Craven's The Cursed. Mm. Now it's The Cursed. Yeah. So there's a big legal battle. Away from that, I think the film's good. Some good kills in it. Mm. You've got a couple of werewolves in it. You've got some good set pieces. The wolves are really good. Lots mm. of scratchy and mm. stuff. You can see, you know, the, the Baker effect because he's really good at doing stuff. Mm. But there's only, I think, there's only like two or three shots which are his now. All the rest have been taken away mm. and done by these other companies. Sure. Um, so when the unedited version of it was released, they only put two minutes in and there's probably about 10% of the movie missing, which they just didn't, which nobody knows what's happening with it and stuff. Right. So it would change. I think the gore and stuff would change. Oh, but as a teeny werewolf movie that I could sit down and watch with my daughter. Yeah. I think it's great. Have you seen the unedited version? Yeah, the rated? yeah. I've, I've seen. I've seen. Yeah, yeah I've, I've got. You know, I, I bought it from the states. The oh, okay. unedited version is a little bit more gory, yeah. and it says "fuck" a bit more. Sure, I think there's three fucks in it instead of one. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's I I I like it because I don't. I watched it before I knew anything about the controversy. Controversy with yeah, it. Yeah. I watched it as a werewolf movie. Sure. And it does what we said at the beginning. It does deliver. You've got the effects, got a bit of gore. You've got, you know, transformations are cool in it. Mm. Um, you've got antagonists who are on the nose, you know, yeah. from from like watching them at bad, bad, <laughs> straight away. You're a baddie, you. But they also kind of have a lot of the law from um, um, Wolfman. Sure. You've got the, yeah. got the pentagram on the hand. Yeah. You've even got the cane with the wolf on the end. Of course, yeah. You've silver. got the silver. Yeah. And I like those elements. Hmm. Very classic. So if you do watch it, and I hope you do, hmm. go into it with a very open mind that it, it is... It's Un- not... Unfinished. Yeah, and it's not aimed at somebody who loves American Wealth in London. Yeah. It's aimed at my 16-year-old daughter. Hmm. Who the, was, the scream lovers. Yeah, who has watched these kind of like sure. teeny bop movies. It's like it's like now when you look at um you know Buffy being in Scream, you know, um Sir, Sir Michelle Gellar yeah, in yeah. Scream and Urban Legend and mm. and Angel being in um Valentine, Valentine and stuff, stuff like, like that. Yeah. And you the, the, so it's that kind of stuff, you know, that they, they come out of it and they go into these horror movies. It's very much like that. It is literally yeah. you can go through your T V guide and tick off the teen people who are in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Have that in mind. They're all on the poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're all there. Um, Christina's brilliant in it. Yeah. She's really good. 
Jesse uh, um, Eisenberg, yeah. He's there. He is who he is. He's there. He is who he is. Um, Joshua Jackson's um, just playing the, his character from Dawson Creek. Yeah, fair enough. There's a few characters. Pacey. Yeah. There's a few characters I'm not going to mention, but are really good. The actual opening sequence where they, they're attacked by the wolf is, is really good. Hmm. It's awesome. Visceral. I think, yeah, I think it's really cool. And it's one of the ones that you, you kind of say, oh, that's, that's where it's like. You can tell. Yeah, that. it's very much um, a one. But I give, give it a watch. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's not it's not one of my top five wolf movies, but we're not talking about a top five wolf movie. No. We're talking about films that we like, which yeah. people probably haven't seen. Exactly, and this is one of them. I think sure. I think it's a fifteens over here. Yeah, yeah. And it was um, PG thirteen in the states. Okay, cool. So give it a watch. Very good. So check out Wes Craven's Cursed, or maybe not Wes Craven's Cursed. Oh, just Cursed. Just Cursed. Um, it was a cursed production. It was. Oh, good. This pod. This podcast has gone to the dogs. Oh, <laughs> anyway. we're having a howling good time. <laughs> I hope you are wolfing it down. Uh, <laughs> oh, fucking hell! Oh, stop that. now. Stop That's now. the worst. Oh, shut up! Right. Anyway, my next one is again quite quite a fairly recent one. It's 2015's Howl. Uh, so this is a UK-based werewolf film and I've, this feels to me like a spiritual sequel to dog soldiers because it's in the uk it's about a group of people besieged by werewolves in a very small cramped location with seemingly no way out and it also has sean pertwee in it yes so I, I see it as kind of a spiritual sequel. Is it as good as Dog Soldiers? No. However, I did really enjoy it. I love a good bottle movie. Mm. I love when a group of strangers are put in a situation where they have to get along to survive or to get out of this situation, like a 12 Angry Men or a, you know The Thing or something like that. There's no way they can escape and they don't get on, they don't really like each other, but they're going to have to do something about it. And this is... Perfect one of those. It's on a train, so it's on a private train. Like imagine your virgin your virgin trains. It's very much like that. And it's about a young guy who's just been denied a promotion. And he's going, well, and he's asked by his new manager, who's a complete knob, uh, to do the night shift. And, and he was like, well, no, I've just done my shift. I'm like, no, double shift. Off you go, you prick. <laughs> and then um, so he goes, and again, it's, it is absolutely spot on. Every time I get on a train, there is every single one of these characters. They're all a bit stereotypical to begin with. You've got the kind of the the sleazy businessman. You've got the the uh, the old lovely old couple. You've got a nerdy Asian lad. You've got a, a kind of asbo lad. He's described. Um, you've got a like a a teenage girl who's constantly on her phone and singing to her music out loud, things like that. And they're all on that fucking train. And you've you've seen them, you know them. You've probably even talked to them on this train. I wouldn't. And it gets across that mundane nine to five commuting bollocks you have to go through just in the first like 10 15 minutes. You're like, I know this, I know this this is you know, this environment, I know what I understand. Also, it unlike films like t- Terror Train, it actually uses uses the train the train very well. It's cramped. It's you know they're besieged by werewolves on either side. People they're trying to get in, trying to eat the people, and they use they you know exactly where you are on the train at all times. I think it's only about three carriages, and and they use it. And again, they're coming. The damage to the train. They've run over a deer. There's all this other stuff going on. It's really good. And the designs of the werewolves are really unique. There's a mixture of again. I think the best werewolves for me are a mixture of CGI and practical effects. I think there is 
there is a marriage there made in heaven. I'm, I love practical effects. I like CGI when it's good, but I think the best way is to marry the two techniques together. And they come across really well. The first werewolf they see is this, like, it's basically if the Hulk was a werewolf. That's, yes. that's what it looks like. They look a bit like kind of mountain people, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like kind of like it's like a, a, a kind of a split off, like yeah. a race or a gene- genetic offshoot or something. Um, but they work really well and they kind of, they fall into the lore and stuff. And there's some great moments. And again, like I said, they do start off with these stereotypes. But by the end of the film, you're like, they are really multi-layer characters. Like the Asbo lad is like, you know, the the posh twat is like, where's your knife? I'm sure you've got a knife. He's like, what? The, why the fuck would I carry around a knife? And he's like, again, he's just looking at him as a pure stereotype. And the, and the geeky lad, the geeky Asian lad, ends up fucking killing one of the werewolves with an axe. And he's like, <laughs> and again, you don't expect that from him. But again, it's like really well-rounded characters. So again, you're kind of like, oh, well, if she's going to be the bitch and she's going to be this and she's going to be that and the, the old couple are going to be nice. But then even the old woman who you think, oh, she'll die because she's been bitten by the wolf she comes back and she's jumping around she's got the most she's the most agile old woman turning into werewolf i've ever seen it's really really good um again sean pertree doesn't last very long so he's not like a main character in him it's a nice little kind of nod of the the hat and a kind of tip of the hat to to him in that film but i think it's i think it's great i think you can get a lot out of it it's short and sweet doesn't stick around doesn't the pace is good the pace is good yeah, the tension yeah. is good the um the anticipation is there i just i think it's i think it's brilliant and i, I also think you know budget restraint sometimes yeah. can make better movie because you have to be clever with how you shoot things absolutely and this is is is, is why mm. you know people should watch it you know they don't have a massive amount of no, money no. But it's spot on. Yeah. The acting is superb. I really think the acting is superb. Um, It gets across. It's not just people screaming constantly or there's arguments that's had. There's there's disagreements. There's alliances. There's, you know, there's all sorts of stuff. There's people betraying each other. It's got everything I would want in that type of movie. And the guard's great, isn't he? Oh, he's great. He's He's just trying to keep everybody happy. And you you absolutely relate to him. If you've ever had a job like that where you're dealing with the, the general public... You can absolutely relate to him, and and again, it's like the whole thing is he's like, oh, he's not got any balls or anything, or he's not like he's not manly enough, or he doesn't go after things. Um, and by the end of the film, you're like, no, he is this. He is exactly who he needs to be and who he wants to be in this moment. And he, you know, stands up, steps up, and he is the person that they all require him to be at the end. And again, I'm not going to spoil anything at all. Um, I do, I do quite. There's a kind of a, a, a silly jump scare early on. Which I quite enjoyed because they—it turns out that one of the, they forgot about one of the passengers, even though they've been like attacked by this werewolf and bitten. There's still one of them who's like passed out because he's a fucking football pisshead and he's been having a kebab. And they're like, "Oh, the werewolf's going to come back in." And it just turns out to be that fat fuck, um, and it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So yeah, check it out. It's nice to see like a UK, a modern UK horror film that is actually good as well, and it is effective and it works and it's not cheesy or shit or something. And Howl absolutely does that. I. I watched it again today because I wasn't sure if it would hold up, but it absolutely does. So definitely go check out Howl from 2015. In fact, it's currently on Amazon Prime. It is very good. It is very good. Anything else you want to say about about Howl? I know you've seen that one. Yeah, no, I think it's great. I like I like the designs of the wolf because the, the the werewolves because they're very different. Yeah, like I, I, I like I like like I said, I sometimes like the hairless design. Yeah, I think I, sometimes I, it works. I kind of I I like him. I think he carries the movie the the, 
uh, yeah, guy carries him. All he wants to do is chat up the woman and get home. Yeah. That's all he wants yeah. to do through the whole movie. <laughs> I, love, I, love that, I love that bit where he asks her out and she's like, oh, well, it might be a bit too late when we finish work and all this. And he's like, and she was like, good luck next time though. And, and he's like, oh, it was just a spare of the moment thing. And she was like, no, I meant about the job application. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, shit. So, yeah. Yeah, but no, I, I, th- I think it's great. Yeah. And, and then the setting's fab. Um, it's kind of dark wolves yeah. in the mi- those woods in the middle of yeah, nowhere. Yeah, this is like you know werewolves in the mist. Yeah, sort of stuff. So you see a little bit. No, I think it's great, and they tease it for a while mm. as well. Not, yeah, it's not fully again. They build up the tension. Mm. You hear the noises, and a lot of the kills are not necessarily off screen. I'm not saying that they're all off screen kills, but there's the the way they do it without really showing it is really effective. Like there's one in the toilet where he's attacked, and you just see the wolves' claws coming through the door and tearing holes in the door. They've got very big hands. <laughs> very big hands. And you see the guys like you know falling on the. There's so much blood as well. A lot, <laughs> a lot of blood, blood in yeah, this. Yeah. It's just like gushing and gushing. They're like even the characters are like there's so much blood. And I'm like you know, the bloody is. They're blood. definitely dead. Um, but yeah, great, great fun film. Great villains. Great uh, monsters in it. Um, brilliant. Just just fantastic. So give that one a go. Like I said, it's on Amazon Prime. Put it on now. Exactly. Do it now. Okay. What's next, Dennis? Uh, 2013's where. W E R. Where? Where? Werewolves, their wolves. <laughs> Werewolf, werewolf, their wolf. Were castle, their castle. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love that scene. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? You started anyway, it. Anyway, <clears throat> tell us about this Why one. We're out of time. Yeah. No, no, you got loads of time. So, where I only watched, la- well, last year. Because we're changing. I heard some really good things about it. It is also on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. And it really kind of um, blew me away how good it was. Low budget. Mm -hmm. Filmed in Romania. That's my stomach. (laughs) Filmed in Romania. I really hope that gets picked up. (laughs) Filmed in Romania. Not a massive cast. The opening sequence is is a a family camping, you know, da 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 da. Kid goes missing in the woods. Well, when I go missing, gets dragged into the water. Right, okay. Um, Going to be more specific. And um, someone gets arrested for it. He's called Talon. Doesn't speak. Mm-hmm. Um, gets taken into custody. And there's um, actress AJ Cook, who's in NCIS, blonde hair, very yeah, pretty. Sure. Um, she's Katie Moore, and she's brought in. She doesn't think that he's done it. Okay. Um. They, she, she interviews him. He doesn't say a lot. He's like, you know, I think he's kind of taken with her a little bit. Mm. He sat there. So he, Talon's a big man. Mm. He's about seven foot tall. He's huge. <laughs> um, so they have this, these conversations and the police say, no, he's, he's done it. He's a, he's a bad bastard. He's da, 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 da. Trying to finger him. Trying to finger him. Not yeah. like that. Not like that. No, no. So you, you've, you've got him. You've got AJ. Uh, Kate. Yeah. You've got um and two other scientists. One of them used to be a love interest. Oh. Um, Twist. Yeah, while well, the other one isn't. <laughs> um but they're all kind of like fighting against each other. They look at the the, the kind of marks on the child and mm. the son they say, look these like animal animal marks and mm. stuff. So but look at him, he's not an animal. Mm. And then during this interview, it kicks off slightly. So they all run in to get hold of Talon mm-hmm. and we're in the scuffle the love interest has a little bit of a bite. Just a tiny little, okay. tiny little bite in there. Nothing else goes on about it. Yeah. So they say, right, we're going to have to do kind of like um, brain scans and things, see what he is and stuff. So, mm. and it's, it's, it's an awesome scene. 
This is really, really good. They basically, they've got this big glass and they wheel Talon in and there's, and then he just goes apeshit. He goes absolutely crazy. Um, throwing people around, ripping them apart, pulling heads off. I mean, proper kind of, very, you know, full on. Yeah, he's got these massive talons. Um, he's got teeth, which have a little bit of hair, not a lot, because no. he's, he's basically a man. Yeah. So they all run out of like the the the, the hospital. And he's, he a, jumps, he's a bit more like kind of a, he's more like a superhuman. Yeah. He jump, jumps out of the window and kind of just lands on okay, the ground, cool. and then off he pops, running away at high speed and things like mm. Jesus Christ. You know, what is he? And nobody wants to say werewolf. No. But as the film progresses, it's, you don't trust the authorities. There's something that the authorities are hiding. And Talon, even though he is animalistic, and even though he is this kind of wolf man, has been antagonized to do what he's done. Ah. So, So the film goes on, a few people die. The other guy starts, his cut gets bigger, mm. starts, infection, know, sniffing, oh. losing hair. And there's a big kind of... Aren't you supposed to be gaining hair? <laughs> yep, that. You oh. lose to gain. Oh, I see. Um, I see. So there's... Uh, like the teeth falling out. Like the teeth falling out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. So the, you know, the, the movie is at, is at like a breakneck speed. Mm. It never lets up. I think it's only like 80 minutes mm. and it flies by. Um, the action's great. Talon, I think he says about two words in the whole movie, is hmm. awesome in it. He's really, really good. Spoiler, because I'm, I'm sure. going to have to kind of spoil sure. it a little bit. Yeah. So what ends up kind of happening is um, it's a land dispute. Hmm. The government want the land that Talon's family have. Hmm. So to do it, they're trying to get rid of Talon's family out of the way. The police, Kate, kind of works this out, kind of goes to Talon and says, you know, we know what's kind of going on. Talon then gets shot and killed. But there's another wolf, isn't there? Mm. The love interest. Oh. So the love interest comes in. They have a bit of a scrubble and stuff. He's he's bald now. He's very pale. He's got mm. teeth and things. Um, and this policeman type thing then shoots Kate because she knows the, the truth. Secret, yeah. But this enrages the love interest who basically goes on a rampage. Jumps wow. into the helicopter and stuff. It's really, really good. Cool. And the, it's like at the end of the movie. The movie was supposed to be a found footage movie. It isn't. No. It's the found footage is right at the very end. Okay. So when it was originally advertised, everyone thought it was a found footage movie, it? No. Uh, a found footage movie, but it's not. It's it's filmed in kind of like a very low budget documentary-esque yeah. certain things. Like a, f- a faux documentary sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, and it's filmed in Romania. Hmm. So you've got like a lot of greys and a lot of kind of white stuff, which which really kind of... Mockumentary style, I think they call it. Yeah, yeah. blood looks good against white. So sure. that works yeah. really well. Um, so you have a bit of a bit of kind of filming at the end and you find out that Kate isn't dead. She's in the hospital telling the truth uh. and stuff. And there's like this big... The love interest is now got his hair back and he's back being a scientist. And they were saying, you know, there's, there's still killings going on in, in the area sort of stuff. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talon was never recovered. You know, he's, mm. he's out there doing this and the other. He is a werewolf. So he tells the world that, yeah. you know, Talon's a werewolf. And like can, and like then, the howling. Yeah. And then kind of smiles at you. Like, Talon is dead. It's him doing the killing. Mm. But watch it. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Sarah sounds, and Amy. Sounds great. Absolutely loved it. It's so different than any other werewolf movie I've ever seen. 
Um, there's a really good bit, which is, it, it reminds me a little bit of the Hulk. So they chased him into this car park yeah. and they're shooting him and he's standing there. He's like, his neck's cracking, his shoulders. So he's, he's changing, yeah. but he doesn't change as in turn into wolf. He just gets bigger. Yeah. You know, he's in bone snap and he gets a little bit more kind of yeah. um, agile and sort of stuff. So, and, and that's, and it reminded me of um, when they're shooting Hulk and he gets yeah. bigger. There's that kind of stuff on it. So he's, he's a big hulking fella. Yeah. Um, and the scene, the scene in the hospital is immense. One of the best kind of like mass kind of freakouts I've seen, and it's it's very much under the radar. And it's it, it never ever got released on cinema, apart from in Japan. Okay. Um, it got released on VOD in um, America, Canada, um, and then it eventually came over here as a as a direct to video blockbuster kind of exclusive type thing okay you know it wasn't blockbuster but and then it's now it's found an audience kind of hmm. on dvd um blu-ray and kind of on streaming right um like if you look at amazon the, the it's got top ratings because hmm. it, it, you know the amount of money on that's been spent on this movie it was just it was the same amount of money as he spent on the special effects on one scene in wolfman the, the really yeah yeah wow the whole thing. So, yeah. Again, they've used that money, like you said, they've used yeah. it and done it in a way and filmed and it in a way you, where they you, can... You can forgive bits which look a little bit fake or a little yeah. bit kind of... A lot of his practical effects, like when he's when sure. he's cracking and doing this stuff, there's a bit of, like you said, a bit of CGI, mm. but also a bit of practical effects. Sure. Now, enough's ruined the ending a little bit, but it doesn't matter. The mm. movie is great. And just for those scenes, it's great enough. So I implore you, my friend... To go watch it. Go watch. I actually Whoa. own that DVD. I know. And I still haven't watched it, so I will get on you, that you, immediately. It is great. It is mm. And, you know, anyone else who sees things as a found footage movie, mm. which is the way it's advertised, mm. it, it really isn't. The found footage is the no. last two minutes. Yeah. I don't mind found footage, so I'm, I'm cool with found footage movies. I think if they're done well. Um, same with werewolf movies. If they're done well, that, that's fine. Um, but I don't mind a little bit of found footage if, yeah. if that's the case. And, but And there's werewolf and werewolf fighting as well, which, there is, you go. which, is, which is great that's as well. That's what you want. That's what you want. Um, but no, it's good. It, I, I liked it. Absolutely. And it... it it surprised me how much I liked it. Mm. I thought it was going to be okay, but I really, the pace of yeah. it. Just you had know, your grip. It, it kind of starts and then finishes. And Jesus so Christ. That's, that's W-E-R, yeah? Yes. W-E-R. W-E-R. Um, so Werewolf. Not do that again. I've done it once. So W-E-R. Go see it. Go watch it, because I know I will. So the next one for me... Um, you've brought up a few things during your discussions of other films, such as directors not being able to finish their film and POV shots. So I'd like to talk about the other 1981 werewolf film that is not an American werewolf in London, that is not The Howling. It is Wolfen. This is a police procedural murder mystery set in 80s New York. Now, this film is actually probably more about current political things that were going on at the time, especially in New York. So things like the, the urban decay of New York and the crime rate. But it also discusses things like gentrification, uh, racism, the treatment of Native American people uh, within the white patriarchal American society that they live in. Um, this could be made today. This, the whole film, everything it's dealing with and everything it's talking about could be just made today, could be remade 
shot yeah. for shot, word for word, mm-hmm. it would still it's fit. sleaziness of, of New oh York yeah, comes across. It's like gritty, dirty, isn't it? Oh, the, the yeah. it is. It's absolutely. But you're also talking about POV shots. So this film, I think, is some of the most sleekest. POV shots. It, it, the camera is going up and under benches, underneath cars, into sewers, up staircases, seamlessly, like wolf-like, you know, smooth. No, there's no jerky moments. And also they're using this thermograph vision. So it's all thermal imaging, which went on to be used in Predator. So you no can, way. Yeah, yeah. Not the one who fights Predator. <laughs> Alien versus Predator. <laughs> <laughs> the one that fights Predator. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's an in-joke. No one's going to get No, no one's going to get that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but actually, I might have mentioned it on the podcast. Who knows? But anyway, it's... Yeah, so there's all this sort of stuff going on. You've got Albert Finney's in it. Yeah. Who's great. Um, his accent's a bit wobbly, as as all his accents are, especially in uh, especially in Skyfall. Welcome to Scotland. He's, he doesn't. You're not Scottish. But he does man, have sorry. the best best line. You jumped up, little shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He does have the best line. He's a great actor, but I think when he's doing an accent, it's not great. It's not his. It's not his skill. I'll give him that. But he is really good. And you got Gregory Hines in this, yeah. who plays again a pathologist, like you were talking about earlier. Another thing that comes into play in this film, and he is the most kind of entertaining, grounded, fun. Just like such a cool guy, just comes across so cool, so likable, so nice, so intelligent as well. Um, and basically, the whole idea is this big land magnet gets killed in the center of New York, and straight away they're like terrorism. It's got to be terrorism, and and it goes down this whole investigation, and all the people are like, it's definitely this Gotterdammerung terrorist cell, and they claim responsibility for it as well even though they've got nothing to do with it, even though it looks like an animal attack. They're like, because they're like this guy, the bodyguard they had, who's this huge Haitian guy, has a gun and he gets his arm cut off before he has a chance to actually fire the gun. So it's like, how can anything human do that? And slowly but surely, Albert Finney comes to the realisation that's not entirely a human being that's doing this. And some really cool, creepy stuff that's going on. And the thing is, because of the way New York was back then, they didn't have to make the sets. They didn't have to go and design stuff or or go elsewhere outside of New York to film this. They just went into the heart of the urban decay that was happening like at Warriors. the time. Like Warriors, exactly. Yeah, you just you just literally let's just film in New York. Let's go to New York because that's the most authentic way to film that. Um, and it kind of it, it it digs into the kind of Native American mythology of skinwalkers and and the wolfen and this sort of idea. Now, some people will probably say it's not technically a werewolf film, technically, but for me, for me, it is because it's it's basically intelligent wolves that understand like the premise of of people like you know buying up land and stuff. But it's this race of of intelligent wolves that. Uh, prey on the forgotten people of society, the homeless, the prostitutes, the, you know, all these kind of, the drug dealers, the pimps, all that sort of stuff, uh, which, again, was rife in New York, which was kind and it's kind of a commentary on what New York was like mm. at the time. Um, yeah, it's got all this cool wolf stuff. There's a great finale uh, on Wall Street, of all places, where all the wolves kind of, there's a pig pack of wolves. And again, in this film, you know, there's a lot of films that use dogs, 
in the, it, like it's not like they're not going to use a practical suit or CGI or anything. They just go, uh, it's a dog, and we'll just paint it like a wolf. These were actual wolves, and they had snipers standing by to to know if they were to go out of the side of their lines at any point, they were to be shot dead. Like that takes absolute fucking balls for the actors and for the director they get to do that. Close and personal with them. They do. They absolutely do, especially in some of those later scenes, mm. some of the earlier scenes. Um, and the stalking, the hunting, and the the POV shot. I love a good POV shot. Yeah, we talked too. about it before yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the slasher stuff, and and it really does well. And I think this is unfortunately this is the lesser known one, and I think it's probably because the werewolf aspects is kind of it's it's not the main focus. It's the kind of the this investigation. It's a social commentary, isn't it? Yeah, it's a social commentary police procedural, and it's about again, it's about those kind of those kind of issues and and you know, social political commentary. It's just great at that. And I think you can definitely get something out of this, even if you don't like werewolf movies, even off into that kind of thing. I think there's a lot to be to to be getting out of this. Um, it's even got um, our favourite cop from Die Hard in. Uh, he plays a, a sm- very small role in it. So uh, I shot a kid, that guy. <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal. Probably deserved it. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. Um it's very authentic, like you said. It's, it's really a great, gritty. great movie. Lots of fun to be it's, had. It's very much of, of that kind of era, like um, French Connection, and all yeah. like it's it's the, the the city and the town and everything that's set in is a character of its own. Absolutely. Um, it also went on to inspire a Metallica song, which is "Of a Wolf and Man" that James Hetfield wrote. Dun 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 dun. Back to the meaning of wolf <laughs> and man. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Dennis has performed it wonderfully. There is a really, uh, there's a, a documentary coming out called Uncovering Wolfen, and it is about the making of the film, the not technically finishing of the film, what New York was like at the time, maybe some of the issues they had filming in New York, and all the kind of stuff that was in the script. And and so and it's based on a book as well, and the book is somewhat different from the film. Obviously, it's an adaptation, but there's a lot to like about this. So if you like your kind of your paranormal police procedural films, this is one for you. If you like your gritty 80s, violent, you know, there's a lot of fun to be had here, a lot of lot to be gotten out of it. Um, again, if you're looking for those kind of political things and those kind of allegories and stuff, they're there if you don't want to. Also, you've got a police drama with some werewolves. Yeah, and it, it, on Netflix at the moment, there's um, a documentary, three-part documentary called um, The Times Square Killer. Okay. Torso Killer, which is mm. set around that time. Mm. And they talk about Times Square and the kind of ooze of sleaze and crime mm. and people, you know, getting just going missing and no one mm. knowing where they were. Um, so it it's very much like, and then that actually happened, mm. you know. So, you know, watch that as a companion piece, yeah. perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, it's, it's a very good documentary. But mm. again, it's very much the, the kind of murder yeah. side of it. Is again a lot of police procedures. They're not talking to each other. New yeah, Jersey or New York. So thing. you know that's why Bundy got away with so yeah. much stuff as well. Well, and that's and that kind of comes to the fore in this one because they said, like they say, you're not a hunter. You don't mm. understand the wolf. You can't. You can't. You know, all the Native American characters are saying, you'll never get this, and uh, you've got to accept 
that the rules of man are not the rules of the wolf and you've got to come to your understanding with the animal and with the beast and stuff and that that comes to the it's fore as well movie. It's, a it's just great, a great movie. fucking great movie yeah, yeah. um and I, and I i i like the howling i like american werewolf in london but if you've seen them a million times you probably have check out wolf and it's really really solid um mm. great great movie you've got tom noonan's in it as well um if you don't know him he does all sorts. It's Frankenstein and yeah. Monster Squad, and he's in Manhunter as well, and all sorts. Uh, you'll have seen him. He's in Robocop too, and is, one of my yeah. favourites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's Wolfen. But I like. I'm glad Dennis likes it. I think everybody yeah, I else think, should, I, I should think see it. I think it's a. It's it's not just a good wolf movie. It's a good movie. It's good cop movie. You, you, like like you could put any anything else on there, and it yeah. would still work. Exactly. It, it wouldn't have to be a wolf. You could have a vampire. You could have yeah. anything. Wouldn't even necessarily have to be supernatural. It no. would still be serial killer man. solid. Yeah. yeah. So that's basically how they treat it. I love the kind of the the issues with the mayor who's saying, "Well, it's got to be. T- we can't tell him it's terrorism, but maybe it is terrorism. Maybe it's not terrorism. Maybe it's nothing to do with that. You know what is going on? And and they're all and this is security group that's investigating it as well, and just all that kind of." bullshit bureaucracy as well just people like all these political agendas really work to make this film really really effective so again not necessarily the most werewolf of werewolf movies but still a fucking great movie i conquer there we go what's what is your number one dennis well i'm not going to talk too much about this one okay because it's readily available on pretty much every streaming service out Mm. there so everyone's going to watch it but it's late phases Oh, yes. Um, oh, 2014. Yes. Um, blind Man versus Werewolves. Boom. Sold. That's basically the premise. Pe- people are dying in a, a old people's home. He's not having any of it. He's miserable. He's he's like me, but blind. <laughs> are you also a Vietnam veteran? I flashback. You don't know, man. You weren't there. <laughs> I wasn't. I don't think you were either. No, I wasn't. <laughs> but it's it's is it guided state state land? That is the same guy. Yeah, yeah. thought yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, they they age him up though. They make him yeah, a lot older yeah. than he actually it's, is. Um, Tom Noonan's in that, I think. Pretty it is, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's go. it's it's just great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's. I don't want to because if I say anything about yeah, it, it's it one of those movies that whatever I say will ruin. Sure will kind of ruin the punchline for stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. funny in places yeah, as yeah, well. It's, it's got humour. Yeah, it's got humour in it. It's got a blind man losing his shit. Yeah. Um, and setting traps and things, which yeah. is great. It's kind of like blind Home Alone with a werewolf. Yeah, yeah. A little bit the, like the Home wolves, Invasion. The wolves are big, like big white feral bears mm. with big ears. Even the wolf kind of looks a little bit funny, but obviously yeah. it's not It's not treated that way. It's still no. a threat. And the, I remember the transformation scene was amazing. Yeah, it's really good. And you get to see characters before the wolves and they have the same traits when the wolves yeah. as well so if people's got a scar they've got a scar if they've got an eye out they've got an eye out that mm. kind of stuff um but i don't i don't want to ruin it too no. much because unlike kind of like where and things like which i've kind of given given the plot away you can still watch it and enjoy it i think if i gave away too much of this movie the surprises sure you yeah. need Does, sure. is that do you yeah agree? i think so because it's kind of like it's a mystery on who is the yeah it's a who's it? done it yeah it's a who's done it it's a home invasion you get everything you need you get the preparation you get the you get the mission it's really good i almost included it but since you were including it i was like nah yeah. I, i'm gonna i'll put i'll pick something else um and 
I love it. I bloody love yeah, it. Yeah, I do as well. I think it, it's brilliant. It just, it's everything. So original. So original, so unique. Um, so fun. Again, and a really unique design for the werewolf as well. A unique situation. It, a unique setting as well. Yeah. How many how many horror movies are set in an old people's home? And it's, it's kind of one of these things that quite a lot of horror werewolf films have as a trope is that it's quite funny. Yeah. You know, America Wolf in London is funny. Howling mm. is funny. Mm. You know, it, and this is the same sort of thing. Mm. He is the grumpiest hero ever. <laughs> um, but he's brilliant. The acting, every single person is acting their balls off. Absolutely. Um, and the, the wolves, the transformation is great. Made in a shoestring budget. Mm. I love this. I love the scene where he kind of, um, he lives next door to a lovely old lady yeah. and he's in his room. He's in his building. I think he's not sleeping. He's just awake. And he just hears through the wall, the wolf is tearing her apart. He doesn't even know it's a wolf, but you can hear it. He hears every single... Puts his his hands on the wall. Yeah. He literally feels the vibrations, and he's like he literally might as well be in the same room yeah, yeah. and it's nothing he can do there's nothing he feels he can do but then after that that kind of he gets that military resolve yeah. and he's going I'm going to fucking take this thing out you know if, even if it takes me with it sort yeah. of thing I loved un- it un- like, unlike Daredevil he's actually blind he- <laughs> Daredevil is blind Dennis we've been over this Daredevil is actually blind but he uses his radar sense and uh, other senses to make up for it caught a big fish here come on can wheel it in <laughs> no no uh, he's not no. a benefits cheat Dennis <laughs> well how do you know <laughs> because I know because it's in the book it's quite specific that he, he is actually blind. he can't see he's he, not he can't literally see he can he can make after like there's an after image or an impression yeah but he can't literally see he can't see the way we do through through our optic nerves he can't okay. use those but he can still see. He can't see. He can't see. He can't see in a literal sense. He can't see in an actual literal sense with his eyes. But he can get a sense of. Well, I'll things. tell you what. If I was in charge of New York, I'd be taking his blue pass off it. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's what I'd be doing. He won't be having. He can't have his orange parking nah, permit. Take no. that off him straight that's, away. That's gone. That's gone. I'd you be walking f- past him and kicking his stick. He shouldn't be driving anyway if he was blind. <laughs> Because he can see, can't <laughs> see. Um, but yeah, late. <laughs> anyway, anyway, late. I, I would, late phases. Yeah, it's readily available. I think. I think it's on Amazon Prime at the moment. It's on Shudder. It's on. It's on pretty much every. I think it's not on Netflix, but it's okay. been on Netflix. It has been. I saw it on Netflix. I yeah, think. I don't think it's on there at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but it I think does, it's called. Is it called? Sometimes it's called Late Phases Cycle of the Werewolf. Yes, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Night um, of the Werewolf. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's a red cover with a wolf on it. Yeah, like a howl, uh, like yeah. howling and everything. You can't miss it. Just Late Phases. Anyway, yeah, yeah. And, I think and, that's mostly how it's known, and it's 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 just great. And again, it's the, the pace of the movie is good. Action is good. And there is there is absolute moments in it where you're like, oh, yeah. But when the old lady dies, yeah, yeah and you feel you, you do feel for him, and you, yeah. you kind of have that same sort of fuck it. I'm yeah. not having this anymore. Yeah. You've 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 taken stuff from me. I'm yeah. gonna fucking do the same thing. And I know his son. His son keeps kind of visiting him, and they're like. Dad, you're losing your mind. What are you on about? Yeah. It, you're, it's PTSD. That's it. You're, you're having PTSD. He's like, no, she got murdered. They're covering it up or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Or, you know, I can't remember it exactly, but he's like, and he's really nice. And even though he's a grumpy bastard, and again, and you know, the woman, he could be really rude to the woman, but yeah, he's actually yeah. really nice yeah, to her. Yeah. has well, a genuine connection. Yeah. And then when she dies, then that becomes kind of the it's investigation. Like, you know, missing that person you argue with yeah missing that kind of stuff when, yeah. when he died when yeah. she died you still have all. a connection yeah you know? no it's it's i it's it's a great movie well acted effects are great in it mm. the wolves look a bit comical but it fits perfectly in with the mood of the movie um so yes go and watch it right 
now well, 20 minutes when we're finished yeah we're better <laughs> you better um yeah i absolutely agree won't spoil it won't spoil it but go out and see it if you haven't already it's fucking great I it could, is great i would happily i happily agree with dennis like i said would have been on my list if i hadn't already chosen it um so my final one uh this comes from the writer of the hitcher uh, and director of the Hitcher. It also comes from. He's also the writer of Near Dark, Blue Steel. Um, that's not a Zoolander film, uh, just so you know. <laughs> Blue Steel. Um, it is Bad Moon from 1996. Oh, fucking awesome! It is so fucking <laughs> it's cool. So good. Um, if you've not seen this film, it is basically uh, about a man who's. I think he's an archaeologist or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. And he's in Nepal with his girlfriend. They're having sex, of course, because. Having a good day, I guess. It's Nepal, why yeah, you know? Nepal, yeah. Uh, Nepal's, and she got gets her nipples out. Uh, <laughs> oh, we we are nutty about nipples here. <laughs> nutty about nipples. Um, anyway, um, they're having sex, and then a werewolf rocks up, kills everybody, cuts her in half, and he manages to get his get his shotty out and blow the werewolf away. Not after, not before getting bitten himself or scratched by the werewolf. Um, so then we travel all the way to, I don't know, it's like Alaska, I think, maybe, or somewhere. Somewhere with Cold. Woods. It's cold with woods. Is it Maine? Maine? Could be Maine. Wouldn't surprise me. Anyway, um, his uh, sister and her son, his nephew, uh, are living out their life. They have a lovely German shepherd who goes by the name of Thor. Um, this book, this uh, film was actually based and adapted from a book called Thor. Um, same story, but it was told from the perspective of the dog, which I'm glad they didn't do in this because <laughs> I don't think I could do that. Him sniffing dogs' butts and you know all of the sorts. Back of stuff. to licking balls again. Licking balls. Oh, we're all about licking balls. <laughs> um, and he he is very protective of the family. He will attack people, you know. But he's a very caring, loving dog. The uncle comes back into their lives because he gives them a call. Even though he's been back in the States for months, he's been trying to find a way to cure his lycanthropy. And he's at, he's at his, like, literally, he's so desperate. He goes, maybe the love of a good family will solve it. And I was a bit like, okay. You read World by Night, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, but I guess it comes in, like you were saying earlier, it makes me think of those early ones mm. where it's like the only person that can save you is a loved one from the Curse of the Werewolf. And this film gets across really well the stress, strain, depression, and burden of being a werewolf more than any other. And again, towards the end, he starts to, like you said, he either he loses his mind, totally gives in to the wolf, or he just, you know, he just starts to like it, you know. And that is exactly what happens. But it's this slow decline. It's not a long film, like an hour and a half, 80 minutes, something like that. that is yeah, it? I don't think it's even an hour and a half. But it hits all the beats I would want in a werewolf movie. Not only that, the two the two best actors in it are Michael Paré, or Paré, um, who plays the, the uncle. Um, he's fantastic. Mm. Uh, he's, he's, you can just see every day is just pain. There's just so much pain etched on his face. But then he's also having fun with it as well, you know, and he talks about, you know, and it also does a nice spin on the werewolf because it's every night. It's not every full moon. It's no, every yeah. single night he'll turn into a werewolf. And I like his technique of, of locking himself up. He's got these silver... Um, 
Like manacles. Handcuffs, yeah, with a long chain. And he puts, him, puts himself around like a redwood, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, so the wolf isn't going to be able to climb up that, and it's not going to be able to escape the chains because they're too strong, and it works. The design of the wolf in this is probably my favourite. Yeah design of any werewolf it's got this kind of gray white fur it's huge it's got this large snout it's drooling all this it all moves all moves the yeah. eyes are great yeah. the gore is brilliant as yeah, well yeah. it's done really well and then right at the end you get thor the german shepherd versus a werewolf like how fucking cool is that <laughs> it is good and and the best actors like i was saying michael Perret is great in it but also primo who plays the german se- mm. shepherd is acting his fucking tits off. It's brilliant. I was so impressed. Because a lot of the times it's just like, just wave a little ball in front of the camera and hope for the best with a lot of these things. Or just put CGI over their eyes or something and make them look like they're acting. But no, he's absolutely acting his bloody dog tits off. Fantastic. Um, just all of it. Uh, you've got Mariel Hemingway in there from Superman 4, I think she was in, and a few, <laughs> and a few other things. Uh, probably less, less, less to mention. But just, I just loved it. And again, it's just, for me, pitch perfect what I want. Like I said about the Hulk film, this is what I want in a werewolf film. Just hits every single beat that I want. You know, people, are, you know, people get torn to bits. There's one bit where this guy, this con man, gets shredded, and like literally his face comes off, his fingers come off, his chest comes off. It's all fucking great. There's this bit where they bite in, the werewolf bites into like a hard hat, yeah. just snaps the hard hat and everything. It's just brilliant. There is a few dodgy CGI shots, I will say that. Mm-hmm. Kind of a little bit ruined. Early ruin CGI, though, is Early, early CGI, but it's nice just brilliant. Six. Well, tight, well paced, like you were saying about where, just excellent, does everything it needs to do, doesn't outstay its welcome, and then boom, done. You're very satisfied with the end. There's a couple of you know, scenes where I'm like, okay, maybe you could have cut that, edited around that. It's got Dennis the Menace in, if you remember the Dennis the Menace uh, yeah. actor from the, the 90s live-action film. He's in it. Um, he's fine. You know, he's there as a child. Um, you also, right at the end, you get a kind of a, a cool little uh, bad dream about the dog. And again, you get a werewolf dog. You do. So again, we get, we've got a lot of links between uh, the two, our five films, our sets of films. But yeah, absolutely love it. Is there anything else you want to say about I, Bad Men? I, I just, I, I love it. Yeah. Um, it's it's also a big studio production. Warner Brothers um, yeah. distributed it and 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 financed it. Um, never got released in the cinema. Shame, absolute shame. And, but it's found a cult following on video. Yeah, and stuff like I saw it on video. Hmm. Um, and I, I, I same as you. I also like the way that Thor knows someone's off with him with straight away. Yeah, immediately. Yeah, he's straight like, away. I don't like this. Yeah, every time he comes in, guarding yeah. the dog, guarding, and he gets him sent. He gets him like, even though he's like. What's great is that Michael Perry is so torn throughout the whole film. He's doing these kind of things that are considered evil, but then he loves the family so much he cares. Yep. And you're like, and he must be, it must be destroying his mind and tearing him to pieces, tearing him apart because this is his last opportunity. He's tried literally every other way to cure himself, and his, his performance is just fantastic. I've not seen him in much, but when I saw him in this, I was like, fucking hell, it's he's great. It's absolutely a, it's a, delivering it's a, it's a, it. It's a great movie. Yeah, and that antagonism between the dog. Yeah. And and him and, and just that their connection, yeah, they he, bounce off each other yeah, so well. He knows that he knows that he knows. Yeah, and it's like you know, pissing, sniffing this, and not letting the kidney mm. where he where he's staying and things like that. Yeah, um, I I love it. I told I, it was going to be on my list. Yeah, um, I absolutely love it. I, the wolf is probably one of the best wolves. Yeah, out there. easily, easily um, one of my favorites, if not my favorite yeah, design. And the, and the gore and the tearing thing. It doesn't. 
it's great. Like I said, it hits all the beats that you want mm. from from a world. I think it got, I think it was like a million pounds to make. Probably. Um, I bet much of that went on the on the suit. Yeah, um, and absolutely. The dog, training the dogs. The dog is great. Yeah, I think there was two or three other dogs they used as well. But Primo's the one yeah. where it's the yeah, yeah. the full face when the the acting and everything that comes through. And it's not often you get a dog versus werewolf is like that. Huh. No, because he's 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 the hero of the, of yeah. the movie. He, the film was a hero about, of the book, hero yeah. of the book, and hero of the, in the, the film. The, yeah, the movie is about the dog. Yeah, absolutely, and that's the and that's the main. He's the he's the hero. He's the protagonist, arguably. Yeah. Um, yeah, loved Great. it, loved nice, it, loved brilliant. it. Good movie, so good choice. Go check it out if you haven't already seen Bad Moon. Good movie. Um, but yes, so we've still got a lot to cover because we've got all of our listener comments and also I've got a few more honourable mentions. Do you have any honourable mentions? Yes. Um, Company of Wolves. Yes. Yeah. Almost made my list. I, I like it, but because it's an anthology, there's a couple of the stories that didn't quite do it for yeah, me. Yeah, I liked the changes. Hmm. Oh, the transformations I think are great. The transformations yeah. are great, and it's because it's like a portmanteau, like you said, like an mm. anthology. One story is crap, next one's really good. Yeah. So you can kind of have that. I like mm. um, Chuck a Treat. Yes, yeah, again, the another anthology. Scene in that is great. That's mm. and it's such a good kind of twist. Yeah, you think that they're they're going to be the victims, sure, yeah, but they're actually the predators. Mm. Um, Hotel Transylvania. <coughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> Just do not mention Adam Sandler on this podcast. <laughs> no, it's not about. I like the fact that they've taken the Universal monsters, hmm. and I like the fact that the wolf just has hundreds and hundreds of of a litter of, of litters and litters of pups. <laughs> just causing he looks like fed up all that. He's tired yeah. from it all. Um, but yeah, and and my last one would be the remake of Wolfman. Uh, Benicio del Toro, yeah, Anthony yeah. Hopkins, it doesn't, Joe Johnston. Joe Johnston, yeah. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't get the love that I think it deserves. Okay. It's not perfect. No, absolutely. Um, but there are just some scenes in it which are absolutely phenomenal. Like when he's running on on top of the buildings. Yeah, that's great. I um, love that. When he's, it's almost like the um, Piccadilly Circus yeah. when he drops down and he's slashing his way through mm. people and things like that. I think it. I I really really like it. And I remember ringing you up and yeah. what are you up to? Just finished watching Wolfman. <laughs> um, I, I, I think it deserves yeah. more love. That and, and George Johnson's very good at doing period pieces. Mm, I think he's absolutely. very you know, Rocky Tier and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, Captain, Captain America. America. I think he's very good at capturing that those mm, moments. And again, sense. true love is the is yeah. the, is the thing. Emily the Blunt's in it, and she's fantastic as yeah, always. Yeah. She's really good. Um, Anthony Hopkins is hamming it up quite a bit, though. Well, I think he's. I think he has done everything hasn't he? since. Mm. Even in Even Red Dragon. To, to be to be fair though, I, I really thought he was having ha- really hamming it in this one for me. That's I, I think I think in pretty much everything since Red Dragon he's done. I think in Red I think Red Dragon was the time mm. when he went right. Just gonna ham I'm gonna it. ham it up now. I'm, I'm gonna yeah, be like maybe. Look him look him in Transformers for f- I just, sake. I didn't even see that one. So. God, it's so <laughs> shite. And then you've got a Mission Impossible. It's Mission Impossible. Not Mission, not mission no, Difficult. Not Mission Difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I, I think the remake of Wolfman doesn't get the love it, it kind of deserves. And the effects are great. Again, yeah. a mixture of CGI and, practical, and yeah. Rick Baker. Yeah, Rick Baker. He's the man. Yeah. That's um, he, he's the go-to guy for werewolf and, practical and it, effects. It's beautifully set. You know, the the long kind of drawn-out mm. images of, of, of the... Of the Surroundings yeah. in the village. And I like, I like the London. scene. I like the scene where he's in the. They, they put him in the asylum because they think he's a murderer. Yeah. And then, and then they're like, "Oh well, he's not a murderer. He's definitely, certainly not a werewolf." And obviously, it's been a month, so yeah. he starts. Yeah. 
Searching Scouts. it. And everyone's like, behind you, yeah. Professor, behind you. <laughs> he <laughs> thinks he's going to be a wolf, but he's not. He no, goes, it's all in this mind. It's all in the mind. Well, that's like, you know, the teeth come out. And, yeah. yeah. I love I love the way that the teeth kind of protrude, like the underbite. Yeah, yeah. I love I love that aspect. But I also like the way he goes on all fours as well. Yeah. You know, so yeah. he's running and he goes on all fours. Was, yeah, it picks no, up I, pace. I, I, I do think it needs, like I say, it's not a perfect movie, which is very rare. A yeah. werewolf movie is perfect. True. Absolutely. But if you go in there with a bit of an open mind, you're going to get the gore, you're going to get the wolf, you're going to get a good transformation. Yeah. And to be fair, he's really good and Emily Blunt's really good. Sure, sure. And yeah. uh, Hugo Weaving's very good as well. Yeah. I, I will say, I think he, didn't he like, wasn't he English? Then he moved to like somewhere and then he comes back and he's like, he's like, I'm just not English. <laughs> There's no English accent going on, is there? No. 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 He's like, I'm, I'm English. Yeah, Hugo even is yeah. in it as a policeman, isn't he? Yes. So. Officer, do you have a pistol? Yes, give it to me. <laughs> Why has he not got one? <laughs> you know, you are no. failing. I, I, I give it some love. Go, go and watch it if you've not seen it. Cool. Well, my honourable mentions are going to go very quickly through. So uh, from this year, Werewolves Within, the murder mystery about a werewolf. I know you weren't that keen on it, Dennis, but I really like. I I I enjoyed it, but it didn't quite make my list. Oh, like the last ten minutes. Yeah, uh, I think I think the the um, I think the pers- the the female postwoman. Uh, I think she's gorgeous, so that that helped. Uh, I like the lead in it. I like all the people again it's kind of a little bit like howl as well like everyone's really unlikable but it's very much steers into the comedy it's yeah. a, it's technically a video game adaptation so i guess it's fago we wolves <laughs> kind of yeah so there's a little, little bit of that um uh, also the beast must die which has the same great movie yeah. same basic concept the only reason i didn't really include it I'll, uh, is because the the werewolf is just a dog. It is a dog, unfortunately, yes. but it's got this black exploitation vibe. It's yeah. a, I believe it's an amicus. I want to say, amicus, yeah. yeah, I think it's amicus. Uh, Peter Cushion's in that yeah. as well, um, and he's a he's like a again kind of a scientist again going oh it's a wolf and he wor- and he was a deer stalker very well he does he does and i love i love that the the whole idea of having hairy hands is one of the implications that you might be a werewolf so you and you and me both dennis could easily uh, easily be werewolves well, i think to go back to a, a subject i do like licking my balls <laughs> <laughs> dennis dennis yeah, i i i i i i, 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 I don't even know how to react to all this ball licking all this bo- all this like, bollocks you're to- bollocks you're talking because you've licked so much balls. It's like my, a joke that most people have heard. Like my dad would say, the dog would be in the front room cleaning itself, yeah. and he would turn to me and goes, "Dennis, do you wish you could do that?" And I'll go, "Um, don't know." He goes, "Give him a biscuit. He might let you." <laughs> <laughs> Continue. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So, Beast Must Die is yeah, also on my movie, list movie. from uh, from 1974. Uh, Wolf with Jack Nicholson, yeah. who we've we've, we've mentioned quite well. Yeah, it, it, third act is a bit weird for me. The pacing is a bit weird. It starts yeah. strong and it builds. It doesn't know what to be. Yeah, and that's my problem with it. I think yeah. that's the problem why it didn't do as well either. Mm. You've got all these really good big actors, actors and stuff in it. Because it's a B, it's effectively a B movie yeah, but with A list yeah. talent. And, and Jack Douglas is brilliant in it. Yeah. You know, pissing on people's shoes, what's, what's not to love? Exactly. Um, but I think it doesn't know yeah. what, whether to be it's serious. The ba- it's finding that balance. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it is because of the actor. I think if you had lots of unnamed there's a, gra- actors. there's a great line in it where it's like the worm has turned and it's packing a newsy. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. one of my favourite lines ever no, in it's, cinema. It's great. I love it. Yeah, uh, definitely check that one out. It's got James Spader in it, Michelle Pfeiffer. 
Uh, Christopher Plummer's in it as well. Um, many other people, so give that a go. Uh, Wolf Guy with uh, the dearly departed Sonny Chiba, which is kind of a superhero Japanese yeah, film. Uh, it's on Arrow. If you've got the Arrow app, uh, Arrow video app, check that out. It's fun. It's very different. It's not a typical werewolf movie, um, but there's, there's some fun to be had there if you're looking for a kind of crazy, mad um, Japanese kind of superhero thing. Uh, Teen Wolf, obviously, Michael J. Fox, 1985. Teen Wolf, the TV series, uh, the, the the actual one. Yeah, the, that's the that's one. gonna be. I, I'm sorry, sorry, Amy. I promised I'd say this. Okay, Amy, Amy's made me sit through three seasons of Teen Wolf. Oh God, um, and now I'm actually enjoying it. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's very good. And plus, Derek, mm-hmm. who now plays Superman, yeah, is a muffin. He's a muffin. He, he's, he's fit. He makes me question my life choices. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, he's a good looking man. And there are there are really good elements, and there is some gory scenes in it as well. But hmm. it's not, nothing like Team Wolf with no. him in. But I promised I'd mention it because Amy absolutely loves it. Fair enough. Um, next up is Full Eclipse. This is my final Ooh. one. Full Eclipse, which is basically <laughs> superhero werewolves fight crime, vigilante yeah. werewolves. You've got Bruce Payne, Patsy Kensit, and uh, Mario Van Peebles, Mario Van Peebles um, all uh, teaming up, and they're in this kind of because uh, initially it kind of starts off they're not real they kind of got these wolverine claws that come out of their knuckles and they've got the eyes and the ears and the fangs and a little bit of hair again like a bit like wolf with Jack Nicholson not too much uh, but then in the end Bruce Bruce Payne becomes the villain and he's like I've not got any weaknesses under a full eclipse bomb 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 turns into a massive werewolf and it's just a big fight crime fighting superhero Proper action, proper nineties action, fun, nipples. cheesy. Yep, there's Patsy Kensit is is somewhat nude in it, I believe. I remember if I remember rightly. Yeah, I think she does a, pretty much all the films. I think it's in a contract. Probably, who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, so if you're if you're looking for a you know your cheesy action cop, but with a werewolf superhero twist, Derek's always getting his nipples out. Oh, okay. He spends most the opening credits of Team Wolf. He's got no no shirt. On. We, we you've got to stop talking. It's weird. It's getting weird now. You're talking about Derek and his nipples. Sorry. And his, his nipples. Sorry. He's got big, large weird? nipples. Does my sexuality scare you? <laughs> no. Um, I just, <laughs> I'm just, it's my own that scares me. <laughs> what's, he, it, what's he called anyway? What's his real name? I don't know. Play Superman. And the, I don't know. Google it. I've got, I've got other stuff to be getting well, on with, Dennis. You, you do on. that. You do that. Anyway, listener comments. So we're going for Twitter first. So Max Byrne, at Maxi Byrne, says his top five werewolf movies are Dog Soldiers, American Werewolf in London, Teen Wolf, The Company of Wolves, and 1941's The Wolfman. So very all, all strong. Very good choices, I think. Next up, you've got John Hammond. So that's at John Hammond 73. So his are An American Werewolf in London, Wolf, Silver Bullet, Ginger Snaps, and The Howling. So it's it's all the all the kind of ones we've decided not to mention. There he is, Tyler Hochlin. Hochlin. Look at that. Yeah, I, I can see him. I can see him. Sorry, it's okay. He's showing me a, a topless photo of that actor who plays Superman. <laughs> I am married and I have. He a is child. married. Yes. Anyway, so so yeah, we've we've avoided speaking about a lot of these, but they're all amazing shouts because. They just are amazing werewolf films, so I cannot disagree with all of those. Um, our friend Paul Meller got his uh, his uh, top five in, so he says. So that's Paul Meller at the Meller Geek. So <coughs> number one is Wolf, 
number two, Silver Bullet, number three, American Werewolf in London, number four, Dog Soldiers, and five, The Howling. So we, we spoke about Silver Bullet on the we did, Stephen yeah, King, didn't we? yeah. So we didn't we didn't decide to talk about Silver Bullet on this because we it's went. Good movie. It is really really. It's about good. the only one that we kind of all agreed that we liked. Yeah, we were like, I think we all like that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we do. Yeah, we do. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good another good selection, Paul. Again, the same ones keep cropping up, so this is why we've gone. Yeah, yeah. We dug a little deeper just to find the ones you haven't seen but these are all amazing choices and normally if we were just doing a top five most of these would well, be make on a wealth would be number one for boom me. there you go yeah and all of these would be in consideration yes. especially yeah, um so. let's see so ria carrigan so former guest again uh at ria carrigan on twitter says ginger snaps Ginger Snaps is awesome. That's it. Ginger Snaps. And again, would have talked about yeah, Ginger Snaps. Movie. Would definitely be on the, my top five, if not number one, at least number two. But again, I've covered it on a previous podcast, so that is why I'm not talking about it now. But I fucking love it. And again, I've mentioned it earlier today. Mum is excellent. Oh, she's great. She's, it's all good. Yeah, it's brilliant. all very, very good. Superb movie. Uh, next up is her brother at I Am Jack's Musings. Uh, he says... The films featuring werewolves most worth howling about are Teen Wolf, An American Werewolf in London, Brotherhood of the Wolf, mm. Dog Soldiers, and What We Do in the Shadows. It's not. I'd argue it's more of a vampire film, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That, the, that's why we've we've kind of gone for the ones that are truly focused on werewolves. Good movie, great movie, amazing. I'm looking forward to their series. We are werewolves, or we're were- yeah, werewolves, yeah. or we're, like, we're wolves. I don't like Teen Wolf. No, no. Oh, I like Teen Wolf. I even like. I even like the urban legend about the guy getting his knob out at the end. Yeah, I even like that. I think I don't like it because when he's running, he's a wolf. Because it is, it, they've only just stuck bits of hair. You can yeah. see his legs through the hair, and it looks weird. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Anyway, it's all right. It's, it's to each their own. Plus, no one dies. <laughs> Everyone's got to die. We've got to die. I do like the director, though. Yeah. What? What? What is this? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> anyway, we're going to... No Wolfie, no Pat's <laughs> That's okay. God, I do um, like it. So what we do in the shadows, I'm salivating at the prospect of watching Werewolves Within, though now too, it's available on Netflix. So so Jax is also looking forward to seeing with Werewolves Within. I, I liked it. It's not amazing, but I like it. I think I was expecting more, mm. and that's my problem. I'd read so much about it. Yeah, that you were um, like... And I saw it almost straight away since yeah. it came out. I was a little bit kind of... I, re- I saw a few reviews, and they weren't the mo- the kindest. I don't, said, I don't think the comedy hits mm. as well as I think it could have As done. it could do, yeah. yeah. No, I think, I think it's good. I think it's good. So... Moving on to Instagram, so uh, at Dan's photo, so that's Dan Burgess, former guest and friend, and uh, s- slightly, uh, slightly okay magician, as we talked about before. <laughs> he said he said he wants slightly average or slightly. Uh, what did we say? Slightly acceptable, slightly uh, unoffensive magician. Whatever we said, he said I'm going to put that on my business card. <laughs> so he's gone. He's gone slightly less obvious ones. Uh, Dog Soldiers, Howl, which I've mentioned, obviously, Ginger Snaps, Late Phases, and Wolfen. But he's also added a sixth. Okay. And he's also said, oh, and Silver Bullet. You can always rely on Dan Kane. Yeah. And again, he's going for some of the the ones that we've picked, so he knows his stuff. Um, And then Alan Carnes uh, has said, Silver Bullet, In the Company of Wolves, Late Phases, Ginger Snaps, and Howling 3. And I believe I might have another one. Uh, Let me just go back to my Instagram and see if that is still there. I've seen Howling 3 in ages. I think it's on Um, um, Prime. Don't think I ever saw it. Oh, someone said uh, Mike uh, underscore R underscore Stag. 
uh, commented and just said, Bubba the Redneck Werewolf. So uh, that's what he recommends. So that is all the listener comments. So that's us done, Dennis. So uh, that was good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I hope everyone now has some werewolf films to go see that they haven't already seen. And it's good that most of them are readily available as well. That you can just, Absolutely. if you want to watch them now, you yeah. could just go and watch them. Yeah, or you can rent them, you can yeah, buy them. Yeah. You know, they're all, even Attack of the Werewolves, which I struggled to find, is still on yeah, I- yeah. iTunes. It's still available. Again, a lot of these you can rent on YouTube as well, or on Amazon, yeah, or yeah. like I said, iTunes, Apple TV. But yeah, I've really enjoyed this. It was a nice palate cleanser after we did uh, Werewolf by Now. But again, we didn't hate it. We just no. thought it could have been better. And I think these films definitely live up to the hype again they're not perfect a lot of the films we've mentioned i think, I think if you got a hundred werewolf movies i would say at least half of them would be shit oh yeah i'd say more i'd say yeah s- i think 60 to 70 percent i'd they're say either probably really shit. good or really yeah. bad i don't yeah. think there's you know, it's okay yeah and there's and there's a few i've not included and there's, there's a few more i could mention yeah. but it just didn't didn't light my world on fire I particularly yeah Exactly, yeah. The wolves are great in yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, again, not particularly the focus, but no. I'm glad we've gone for ones that are very specifically yeah. Yeah. just about I think werewolves. Wolven is a good one. Wolven is a good one. I think Wolven is yeah. great. Um, but yeah, that's all good. So, Dennis, are you back on the social medias at um, all? No. Guess what? No. No. <laughs> I didn't think so. It's a toxic, horrible place. It is. Which upsets me a lot. However, I have also had good experiences, but I've also had negative experience. But all the people on Twitter and on Instagram that I've interacted with have been bloody lovely. I've not had any hate or any bullshit or... There's discussion. Sometimes a very heated discussion. But uh, but it's all very good and all coming from a good place. I am, I am glad... That you have those experiences, yes. living your best life. Try to live. I try to live my best life through all my filters. That's what all my Snapchats are. For. I wasn't generalizing, saying that. No. you know, Facebook's all toxic. No, no. it's just I just don't need that shit. Fair enough. I absolutely agree with you. There's a lot of that. Where, to be honest, I think if anything, I would probably come off Facebook f- before I came off the other two. At this point, I think. Yeah, I think Instagram. I was saying to you when about doing mm. Instagram, I was like a promote yeah. the podcast and things. Yeah. So I think I'll end up doing a bit, yeah. bit of Instagram, maybe a bit of Twitter. Sure. But I don't want the dialogue. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to talk nah. to people. Fair enough. You do. You probably would get some messages, though, going, hey, promote yourself. Do this. Because mm. I, I do get that sometimes. I have to promote myself because I'm already awesome. <laughs> you, you've already been promoted. Yes. Um, so you can find me on Facebook at Secret Balls. Uh, uh, Twitter is at Dan underscore Balls. Instagram is at Spider Dan Secret Balls. Like, share, comment, subscribe, etc. Don't forget to use the hashtag Prepare for Prattle when you interact with us. For everything else you need to know about the podcast, swing over to Spider Dan and the Secret on the World Wide Web. I'd like to find my, thank my patrons on Patreon. I am Jack's Music. Paul Meller, Max Byrne, Tony Farina, Scott Hodgson and Simon Cotton for their continuing donations. It is very much appreciated and it helps Prattle World keep on turning. And if you ever find yourself in a position to help the podcast, please consider it. And happy 2022. We're in the future. I would like to thank you, Dan. Oh, why? Because you thank everybody else all the time. I do. Okay? It's, it's polite. It is. But I want to thank you. I want to thank you for having me on it. On, on it. I love it. You know that. Love uh, you, Dennis. Love you, Dennis. Thank you. Um, thanks. You're not going to say it back? No, I'm going to bum you later. Fine. Um, I, <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's a fair trade. <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, you know, you, you thank everybody, but you're the one who puts the editing work in this. You're sure. the one who puts the stuff together. Hmm. You know, we do, do you know, stuff, stuff together and yeah. things. But 
No, you are the driving force behind that, and I'm I'm glad that I'm just a snippet and I'll get involved <laughs> in it. You're just a snippet. Just, well, a, just a slither. You're a, no, you're a big part. You're you're one of my my favorite and go to people. You're always available and you're always happy, and you know that's that's a really good thing. And it's 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 hard to just have this like this is face-to-face contact nowadays so this is really hard to kind of get so i do appreciate you i always have a good time i think we're always talking about such interesting unique topics and stuff um and i'm i'm hoping that like last year i loved it again i didn't made a few resolutions that i didn't get around to but this year i'm hoping to get around to a few of them that i promised last year you know my new year's resolutions yeah. this year is to to be more of a twat i remember is to tell more people to fuck off. That as well. That as well. Yeah. I mean, no, that comes in passing parcel. But seriously, Dan, you know, take more credit. I will. I will. I know, I know you find it, a bit like me, find it difficult sometimes to get the credit. Sure. But, you know, you wouldn't have all these people listening. You wouldn't have people paying to do something or the other. Absolutely. You know, if it wasn't worth listening to. There you so, go. There you go. Don't say anything else. Thank you, Dan. And it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. <laughs> 